get people to l- listen to the fucking podcast more because yeah. I'll get a thousand views on a short and then I get like a hundred if it's a fucking great podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean I'll get twenty thousand ish views a month. Yeah. If I post every week a clip on YouTube. Hell yeah. But none of that counts towards getting monetized. The shorts don't count at all on there? Nope. It gets me subs, but it doesn't fucking it brings people to your page. Yeah, though. it brings yeah. There's more requirements than that on YouTube. That's what makes no, it, all it, of them it's hard. It's hundred subs. Um, it's like so many hours of view time. Yeah, and no strikes. And I'm uh, I'm just waiting to get hit with a fucking strike. That's happened to me on Facebook before. I'm just waiting. I mean, the last time I had a material. big video was yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hey, that's what him. makes you good though. That's what I makes posted you a clip of, um, BJ. I brought up BJ at the riff and like right before that he was telling me the story about how this lady <laughs> that he fucked in the ass killed herself. Oh shit. And that's why I, <laughs> I, I wasn't even thinking. I was just like in the zone and I brought him up with that. Oh yeah. But like, it was hey, like, this guy. Fucking... I was like, he just told me a story about how he fucked a girl in the ass. And then two weeks later she killed herself. Like damn. Bring up BJ her. <laughs> that's his intro. That's his intro. Fuck yeah. Dude. And it was, it was hilarious because he played right in. I mean, you know, BJ, like, he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he's cool I knew he wouldn't care that jokes. I said that. He probably yeah, laughed it off. He loved, and, and he, it kind of, he played into it. He's like, don't you people fucking kill yourselves after my set? Like, it was oh, funny, but. I like a fucking good intro like that. But, like, that's what I've been posting. I've been posting, like, my actual bits. It's like little bullshit like that. Yeah. Well, and you do a lot of the riff shit, so that works good. For, I get Like, a lot not burning your material yeah. and then, like, working with the crowd. The intro for this show is just. Hello and welcome to the Fridge Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Martin, and I'm excited to announce Tyler Wolf in the Fridge. Thanks for having me, Jake, man. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you coming on. I've been kind of dreading the Fridge Friends, because I love the videos that you do when people walk in, (laughs) (laughs) and it's funny when it's like a small person walking in, and then you have like a beefier dude walk in, I I look at that and I'm like, look at this. I've moved moved the the fridge. fridge before. So when I was coming in, I was like seeing like... All right, I'm good. Okay. Good <laughs> yeah. My worried. wife told me I should fucking cut the freezer side off too, so that it'll be wider. Yeah. But there's a partition thing, so I don't think it will look good anymore. Because there'll be like a raw piece that's cut at the top, a raw piece yeah. that's cut at the bottom. And right now, it's pretty much on the other side. Looks well, like I a fit. nice fridge. I'm good. Yeah. I made yeah. it. So I've, and I've if had I to didn't... move the fridge before, so like, <laughs> if I didn't make it, I would be like, yeah, cut the freezer out. <laughs> yeah. But I made it. So fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. Can we cuss on here? Yeah, okay. of course. You can say whatever you want. I kind of do a conversation Whatever style. I want? Yeah, whatever you want, man. Uh, I am not a big editor either, so if you like go off on a tangent, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'll bleep out that stuff for you. <laughs> I've had some people say that before, where they're like, oh, cut that part out, and I'm like, no. No. <laughs> like, you said Look, it both. You said like, it, dude. Yeah, I didn't yeah. make you say that. Yeah. I actually, there's two different times that i had a podcast one that i completely didn't release <laughs> and then one, yeah it was really after who it was. yeah <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> i had one that we did about three and a half hours of recording to end up with an hour podcast because more than once we were like all right shut shut the shit down <laughs> yeah. start back over it's again fu- it is funny when you're listening to a podcast and and then they're just like and we're back yeah you can tell like they went off on something oh it's yeah like, this would be our careers if we freaking release this right well, now. They were like, it was multiple guests and everyone was drinking except me because I'm the only fucking sober one. Yeah. And so you get a little wild when you're drinking. Yeah. But also they like kept having to piss. 
and well, then that's... we'd like switch seats. So like, <laughs> we cut back and I'm like, I'm sitting over there. Fuck. <laughs> it's like so clear. Have like, you watched hmm, the video? What happened do, there? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was worried about when I did Leslie's podcast. Cause we were drinking whiskey mm-hmm. and like, I, I took her through like a flight of whiskey. And so I went like low proof to high proof. And we mm-hmm. ended with like 132 proof whiskey. Oh fuck. So like I was a little banged up at the <laughs> yeah, end there. And yeah. I was just like, I bet you guys are both sauced. On I was shit. like, and then, well, and I, was doing small pours for me to like mm. make sure that I'd be able to drive because we finished watching the football game and then I drove home. But I was like thinking like, man, I'm gonna get drunk and just say yeah. something so stupid. Well, well even if but, you don't get drunk, just getting like a little loosened up, you start feeling comfortable and well, like throwing out jokes that you, just for the laugh of the person there. Yeah. And you don't think, oh yeah, there's a bunch of people watching this whenever the fuck they want. Yeah. Um but that's why I asked if we could cuss, because on her yeah. part, you can't cuss. And I was struggling oh, I with that. Yeah. I, uh, I held it thing... in. I, I think I let one shit slip, uh, and that was it. She kind of tries to lean into clean comedy a little bit, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she, she goes back and forth, but... I mean, uh, I've heard some bits that I wouldn't consider clean from her, but no, yeah, I also but see her, her like niece, more of like a... Her niece listens, she said. Oh, that's why. okay. But yeah, it's like that's respectable. Being on a pod and being fucked up drunk mm-hmm. and trying not to curse yeah. it was i was fucking juggling <laughs> it was fucking mental gymnastics for me because i people just, see you like starting sentences and stopping yeah it's like losing your thought halfway through I, I i i haven't done a clean set before i don't think i could i did one at uh a competition where part of it was a one clean set for like fucking seven minutes or something like see, that okay i if it's like a competition thing yeah because yeah, the competitions are fucking stupid. Like, yeah, I've you, done competitions. You can't care too much about it. That's what I Yeah, think. exactly. You know? Like, they're fun, but, like, you can't think too much. And, like, I'll... One, a lot of shit's out of your control. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have fun with them. And, like, the most recent one, that Comic of the Year one. Yeah. That was a great fucking competition. They had a lot of good people on the lineup. But there's so many variables to it that you can't control that you can't just like blame your own stand up for everything. And like, yeah, like they did the scorecard things. And then when I got them back, like I didn't think, oh, I deserve to go on to this next thing or whatever. I was just like, OK, it is what it was is. Was it brutal? And do better. No, it was weird, though, because you have the different categories where you could judge. And one of them was like out of 20, 20, out of 20, 20, out of 20, 18. Would you listen to an album? Five. <laughs> so you, so you think <laughs> like, I'm doing well? Just, yeah, I'm doing. But you wouldn't like listen the to best me? I could, and then you just take my points because you're like, man, eh, not a fan though. Like, yeah, stage well, performance good, jokes good. I get that, you know, but that's what I'm talking about as far as variables is like I can't control if there that one judge is not my style or if the audience isn't my style. Yeah, but that would reflect in the audience not laughing if they didn't like but that's one thing too with it being like a local competition Mm. is you might have someone judging that just doesn't like you yeah that's like i've I've made a joke about that on that uh competition not like oh this judge doesn't like me or whatever but it's basically like doing a stand-up comedy competition in front of judges who all know you and do stand-up with you is like having sex in front of your parents. Like, <laughs> yeah. They've seen everything you got. <laughs> yeah. It's still going to be real fucking awkward. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it's like same thing with like doing mics when nobody's there and it's just comics. It's like, fuck, I'm going to make these guys listen to my bit. Like, they fucking know what I'm about to say. Yeah, especially <laughs> if it's like 
the same bits, like, because you have to do them to work on them and yeah. shit. And Last night, dude, I planned on doing, because we had the late night Saturday open mic, uh-huh. and then you got me on that riff show coming up. Yeah. It's going to be long gone by the time this podcast yeah, comes yeah. out. But I've never done an all riffing show like that before. So I was like, eh, it's an open mic set. Riff I'll it. just riff the whole thing, right? Yeah. Well, the crowd was gnarly last night. Like like, like drunk gnarly? Some drunk gnarly, like hecklers, a bunch of people with no energy, a shit ton of comics bombed, and we're like walking people. Yeah. And I watched the whole thing. Like I sat right next to the host mm-hmm. and was just like watching the whole thing. About halfway through, I was like 17th up or something. About halfway through, I was like, I'm not going to learn anything from fucking ripping to these guys yeah. except like hurting my self-esteem. Let's well, see what I could do with like some jokes. And then I end up doing some jokes and like doing decently well, but I definitely wouldn't have like done well off the fly on such a like stringent, stringent crowd. You that's know? Like, Saturday they're judging mic. hard at yeah. that crowd. Whereas a lot, some crowds you get like easy laughs. They're laughing at dumb shit. Yeah. They understand like improv yeah. shit like that. You know, if you're working on something, it's a good room to work it out. And then sometimes you're like, if I don't bring a game, I'm bombing. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? like that Saturday mic is where I kind of like started to learn how to do crowd work. Yeah. Because it like, it would get to the point to where like, I'd get put up late on that Saturday open mic. I'm, and getting, I'm going no up at left. one and there's like six people there. And it's like, these people are drunk and tired and I don't fucking care. To yeah. Like, like, I, like I'm going to get, I've seen the... you do a whole riffer at the fucking Saturday. Yeah. Before. And I'll just do it like, I'll just, I'll do something like I'll sit on the stool and just pick a fucking table yeah. and just like go in. Like it's kind of where I learned like how to riff on stage. Okay. That Saturday mic is where I learned that. Well, and did you always like that style of comedy? Like the riffing? Yeah. You're well, like I mean, big fans of like other rippers, like fucking Ian Bag, Andrew Schultz, yeah. fucking Stephen Hofstetter. 100%. And I mean, just conversationally, like talking shit, having fun. Like, yeah. That's fun. So, like, I get to go do it with like everyone's looking at me and they're going to laugh potentially like yeah yeah well, I'm, then I'm you have the fun. edge the microphone's the edge oh yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> like for sure yeah i mean you have all the advantages you're on an elevated platform standing yeah. above them with lights they're in the dark you have a mic like yeah that's i was listening to something i don't know who said it but they were talking about like getting heckled and they were mm. like you just need to realize that like you're in control yeah, you you're the loudest person in the room. You have the lights. They're in the fucking dark. Like, and they don't expect you to go back in on them. And most people, like, they're not on the stage for a reason. Yeah. They're going to get embarrassed as soon as they're in a public conversation where yeah. everyone's listening to have it. Have you ever gotten heckled and the heckler got a bigger pop than you? No. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it happened to me. I've heard it before where someone, like, busts a good one. And yeah. it's usually when someone's bombing. But occasionally it's, like, a decent set. And then they just have that timing yeah. where they fucking get one in. And everyone's like, oh, shit, this It happened guy. to me probably, like, six months ago at the Thursday mic. Oh, and okay. I was doing, like, a self-deprecating bit about... I was saying something about how I'm not, like, uh... I forget how I worded it. But, like, I'm not a person who looks like they take care of themselves. Yeah. And this, like, beautiful blonde woman was sitting, like, right in the middle right there. Mm-hmm. And this was when the stage was turned around. Oh, okay, yeah, and the she just, stage. Yeah, and she just goes, yeah, we can tell. And oh, I was just fuck. like, and everyone lost I've it. I've had that same and I was like, to a different thing before. And I was, like, halfway through that set. I mean, it's a short set. Yeah. And, sh- and I was kind of, like, building up to something. And she got a pop out of that. And I was just, like, 
fuck, Whoa. I don't know what to do now. Because <laughs> like, it's kind of a fucking embarrassing she one. She was too. fucking hot, and yeah. I'm making a joke about being a fat dude. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you are a fat it's fucking like, yeah. dude, pretty much. And I'm like, you can tell you look like shit. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, about you. You're fucking hot. I know nothing about you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, still so new that I was just like, where was I? I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I got that same exact heckle at a show uh, in Bend, Oregon. I went, and I, the very first thing I said is, uh-huh. I came here from Idaho, and a guy right in the front row goes, yeah, looks like it. <laughs> I'm like, damn, how's this going to go? Yeah, but I, I just I, I looked at him and finished my joke because I had an opening Idaho joke. That's the only reason I said that. Yeah. And I looked right at him whenever I did it. And he laughed louder than anyone, so like, yeah. it helped. But if it, like I wasn't loaded with that, that could have derailed the whole set ten seconds into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that that was probably an actual show, not a mic too. Yeah. Oh no, it was it was like a mix type oh, thing. Like you know, they used to do that here where they'd have like open mics and then a headliner at the end, mm-hmm. or like well, we, they open still mic do and that. then you get 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that, you know? like They still do that at uh, the Monday mic, because I've done the headlining set at the Monday mic. I did it... At the very end of it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a mic. And it was that kind of thing. They brought where me like... up to do 20, and it was like a slow Monday night, so it was just comics. So it was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. And yeah. I love working shit out in that Monday room. Yeah. Shout out Mad Sweet on Cole Road. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but the Riff Show, are you are you nervous about that? Since you haven't done like a full, set I'm kind of, of excited about it. See, that's yeah. the attitude because I've done I've did uh, improv for the first time, and it was like me and Jake Myers both did 15 minutes of stand up. Yeah, but it was an hour and a half long show, and the entire rest of the show was improv that me and him were involved in, uh-huh. and neither of us had did done improv before. And at first, I was a little nervous about it. Was that like the dinner show? Uh, I think so. Or improv insanity was like yeah, the, yeah. it was at Watson's. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Uh, I thought Nick Roberts was gonna be there, uh-huh. but he was like homesick or something. Gotcha. And I, me and him are like pretty good friends. So I was yeah, like, he's, yeah, this he's be good fun. at improv. Yeah, yeah, That's he's like super good at improv. And then the the other guy that like filled in for him. He's actually trying to get a short form improv group together because I guess the improv group that they have does mostly like long form stuff. Yeah, you mentioned this to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so like. I went into it a little nervous and then was like, oh, this is actually like pretty natural to me. Like I'm yeah. always trying to just fucking like get laughs at the fucking cigarette circle or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like this works. And I'm like pretty quick at thinking of shit. Yeah. And then he offered after the show, he's like, when I get that group together, you want to be in it? Like you, yeah. you're good at this. And so I was like, yeah, that definitely helps the confidence. This is the first time I did improv. Yeah. You know? Well, cause it's like, there's some people who do comedy that aren't like conversationally funny mm-hmm. and i think those are the people that like struggle with like a show like the riff yeah because they're not used to just like constantly surrounding themselves with people that are just gonna assault them at any moment and yeah. they have to like be quick on the fly yeah well, like I mean, if I'm... you were construction you've been to prison like <laughs> yeah. you've constantly been in environments where it's like quick on your feet yeah. quick on your feet or else you're either sink the, or swim. a little bitch or yeah. <laughs> you're gonna throw some fucking yeah you shit gotta back. you gotta be witty yeah. but the riff show it's i've had so many people that have done it been like i'm so nervous for it and then get there and do it and they were like that's so much fun because like I've set it up in a way where it feels like a hang. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like you're doing a show. Like, once you're up there, like, the audience is so involved and, like, throwing stuff at you, like... And they're on feels... board. If yeah, the they're... whole thing's themed like that... Exactly. That's my thing, is, like, I didn't do the riffing thing last Saturday... 
because it would have just been. And the, another part of it is there's more than one person who went up there and was like, I don't have anything prepared. Let's see how this goes. And then tanked. Yeah. And then what? I'm going to go, hey, I'm practicing for something. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys come up with the topics. And then they think I'm doing that same yeah. thing. Whereas on your show, they know it's like everyone's riffing. Yeah. You're getting your thing out of the bucket to make your jokes on. So it's not like yeah. the the bar is, oh, I've worked 10 hours on this We well, do joke, like some you know? bucket and then you do the audience. Okay. So you do three. We kind of structured it that way. So like that way it wasn't just like a clusterfuck of the audience screaming shit at you. Yeah. So you get. Because that could definitely happen. Yeah. (laughs) And me writing the topics too. Like I'm writing topics that are primed for like. Jokes. Yeah. Some of them are a little more mellow, but like I'm putting shit in there that like is giving. I'm throwing you a layup. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm not, I'm not giving you like Felix the cat or like some weird shit that like yeah. some abstract thing. I'm not it's trying like to, I'm not trying to, to challenge a bit for, yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to challenge anyone. It's like crack cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> like nine eleven. Take, take it where you want to, but yeah. there's a lot of funny avenues. Yeah. Like that. the December one, I just did, um, like a year in review pretty much. I just like Googled most searched well, on, okay. on Google and it was like Andrew Tate, Kanye West, yeah. the, the war in Russia, like. And Brittany all of Griner. those would be fire to pull out of the Yeah, bucket. and like most <laughs> people know? have probably, most comics have probably, were constantly writing new stuff for whatever's going on in the world. So more than not, you're going to get something that you've thought about or possibly mm-hmm. written about. Yeah. And then you can be like, oh, I've already gone down this avenue mentally. I can just bring it out. Yeah, and if you're always throwing jokes at other comics just in conversation and like making fun of shit. Yeah. The year in review, you've thrown jokes at other people about that yeah. shit before. Like all that. So it's three topics, two minutes each on those. So you do okay. six minutes out of like and those a are the bucket. bucket. Okay. And then you'll do four minutes with the audience. Nice. So and then that's just like Whenever you want to be like, hey, new topic. Yeah, so they you'll give just, you one, or if they give you like a fire one, you just go off for four minutes yeah. on it. So you just fit. Yeah, if if you get a fire <laughs> one off the top of your brain, and you just like, um, who was it? LJ, I think he did like almost his whole four minutes on one topic. Like somebody saw I could see him a that. good one, He's pretty good, and he just like knew where to go with it and just ran with it and killed. And like, I don't know if he did even more than one topic with the audience, and it just huh. worked. But there's other people who have done twenty. T- audience topics and it's just like zinger 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 and like and sometimes the audience throws weird shit too yeah because like the the audience members are trying to be cute Mm -hmm. so like they're trying to like be fun like they want you to make a joke about something that they think is funny or that they think you're gonna have like a hard time with i've seen a lot of that yeah let me set this guy up like the jews or whatever you know (laughs) yeah go ahead and say something that's an easy one those guys are easy to make fun of yeah but but um, they're trying to make like a divisive thing, you know? They're yeah. Like, Give me an abortion joke. It's, and it's like, little do you know, comics love the divisive jokes the most. Yeah. But I get what you're trying to do there. You're trying to get me to say something that's going to like split the room or whatever. Yeah. That's my favorite shit anyway. That's what, that's everything <laughs> I say. Yeah. Like, I'm constantly doing that. So, like, if somebody gives me one of those, it's like, oh, yeah, home run. Yeah. Easy. Like, oh, yeah. or I'll go the complete opposite and I'll make it way worse than they thought they were going to get. And mm. then they're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have even. <laughs> the person who threw it out there yeah, is they're the like, one who's oh. all offended. <laughs> they're like, they're like oh. damn. Uh. Yeah, like I had one guy who was trying to be cute, and he threw out like uh It wasn't even the no, it wasn't even the guy who threw it out. One guy threw out like funny names of stores or something, okay. and then some other guy in the audience was like Siemens, and I'm like, 
what? I don't even know what that is. And then he's like explaining to me what this store is. Oh, the store called Siemens? Yeah, it's like S-E-I-M-E-N-S. And then it's like, okay. he was just waiting for like a part where he could like be the funny guy yeah, in the audience. I just let him run with it. I was like... Peppering his little cum joke or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I let him run with it. He was just like, afterwards you could tell, he was like looking at his girlfriend. He's like, man, I shouldn't have even spoke. I feel yeah. so dumb. The hecklers that are like trying to be funny throughout the show and yeah. they like keep feeling at it then they try harder and harder like yeah. as it goes on you're like yeah you'll see a heckler yeah. like try and be funny or like add to what you're doing and you don't acknowledge them and they don't get a laugh and then they they're like well i gotta do it again i gotta i gotta get a laugh eventually and then it's like just sh- shut up oh and it can be flipped on them really good too i was at a show oh, yeah. on friday there's like oh you were there you're doing the sound yeah and so the first show it was a little, you know, dry for the first half or whatever. And yeah, the no, I'll, show I'll say it for you. Good. That crowd fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to bomb hard, so I was pretty impressed with myself. Yeah, you, like, yeah. Like I told a, you you'd A couple minutes in, considered. I was like, wow, I thought this was going to be way worse yeah, compared it, to, like, what was going on. Yeah, yeah, but, like, nobody did as well as they should have. I've yeah, seen, yeah. I've yeah, seen all of those comics do well. None of them did as well as they should. Yeah, we had a 10-year vet on there that, like, he did good, but he didn't fucking crush it. Nobody crushed it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but that same show, or no, it was the show that was right after that one. Yeah. There was a couple that were doing that thing where they're like, we're going to keep making yep, right jokes in, in the that, middle yep. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, they, and, they kept... They kept um like injecting themselves into everything and it yeah. wasn't like one thing they would like start a conversation yeah i think it was like all their relationships yeah one too. of the comics was just like oh well you're you're a part of the show now like, yeah you did it yeah congratulations you made but it the, been the very last comic fucking jack wheeler <laughs> he fucking flipped it on him hard and yeah was like hey dude you don't have to be mad because your chick was flirting with other oh yeah and <laughs> got like a mean old pop from it and then they're quiet the whole yeah. rest of the set. yep yeah like, hey, you're fucking playing with fire and one of these guys is gonna light <laughs> your ass up yeah like, and i think that's one thing that they don't realize especially like at like a local comedy level is it's like we're still better at talking shit and being funny than you. For sure. So we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna, one of these guys is gonna win. Yeah. Eventually, if you do it to every comic, you're going to lose. Yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna leave the night being like, I was the funniest person in the room. Yeah. You can, you can like poke a bear at the zoo because he's behind a cage, but like eventually he's gonna figure it the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Know? Exactly. You're gonna meet he a might, wild bear. He might not kill you, but he'll get that fucking finger the next time you put it in there. Yeah. Exactly. They're gonna get you. But no, the riff show is, it's fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And, like, one thing is uh, why I said yes to that improv thing and why I'm, like, trying to get more into that type of stuff is because I feel like I do lean into my writing quite a bit. Uh And I'm funnier with my writing than I feel like I am off the cuff in my own mind. Yeah. And then other people's, like, reviews of me and, like, feedback that they give me is, like, hey, whenever you come up with, like, the fucking first joke that you thought of, based on the last guy's set or something that happened that night. They're like, that's my favorite one every time. Yeah. Or like whenever some something during the show, a heckler or whatever, throws you off for a second and you have to like switch up what you're doing. Yeah. And we can tell that you just came up with that right then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. And then I always get like a lot of people saying like, you're fucking funny in the cigarette circle thing or like yeah. just in conversation. And it's like, that's where I'm naturally funny for sure. Yeah. And then I trick myself into thinking like, all of my bits are only funny because I've reorganized them so many times yeah. and punched this up and tried well, this out. And that's like what I was talking about, how like it, that's the you have it or you don't. 
Yeah. Like, you're either funny conversationally or you're not. You're mm-hmm. either on the fly funny or you're not. Like, you'll see... And, like, if you write something, you obviously think it's funny. Yeah. Like, and there's tons of stuff that I've written that I've just trashed. But oh, yeah. something in my head told me that I was supposed to write that down. Yeah. Well, not everything that we think is funny, someone else is going to think is funny. Exactly. Yeah. And so, <laughs> have you gotten to the point to where you hate your jokes? A lot of them, yeah. I hate I hate, I hate all my jokes. <laughs> I don't know about all of them, but a lot of well, them. Yeah, so I'm like trying to keep them. it fun to say. Like I like saying some of the shit, even if I'm like tired of the joke. I like knowing how this type of person will react, and then focusing in on that person, knowing they're gonna get the like craziest yeah. reaction to it, because it's fun for me to make them uncomfortable and then end it with a laugh. Yeah. Or you know, like I also like starting out. In one direction and doing the misdirect thing. Yeah. And then even though, like, I'm bored with that joke at this point, I've told yeah. it however many times, it's really fun for me to, like, see the reaction of it. So I'm trying to get, like, more into yeah, just loving that. Because if you don't feel your jokes and you get bored with them, they can and you're tell. Not, they can tell and they're not going to be as funny. Even yeah. the same exact joke. If you tell it like you don't care about it anymore, yeah. they don't care about it exactly. anymore. Exactly. But it is fun to like go to a new market, per, like perform in a new city, mm-hmm. and do a joke that you haven't done in a while, and it pops, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that this is a good bit. I yeah. just stopped using it because I was tired of it, and then I bring it back out, and it's like, oh yeah, I, I like this. But I've started like writing more on stage. Yeah. Like at first it was like have everything written, say exactly what I wrote. And it's like, now I just, when I'm working new material, it's like, I'm going to figure it out up there. See, I like you said, you write... figure out better on the spot. Like everyone yeah. thinks what you, like the on the fly stuff is better. Well, and your talking is different than your writing. Yes. For everyone. Yeah. You know? So I feel like I started out as like, I'm over prepared. I'm writing every single word yeah. down. And then I'm like recording it and listening back to it and then adjusting it and stuff. And now... I don't necessarily like go, all right, here's my idea, and then I'm going to figure out the rest on stage. Yeah. But I have like the premise, some tags, a couple punchlines, mm-hmm. and then all the word for word shit, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm figuring that out at the mics and filling it all in and then trying it different ways too. Yeah. Because if I get a good pop out of it, but it's not like, this is going to work every room and get laughs from everybody. Yeah. Then I'll try it a different way the next time and keep doing that until I'm like, this is the best this one minute could be onto the next one and that type of shit. Yeah. You know? And like, that's another cool thing about the riff too is pretty much, I'd say like 80% of the people that have done it so far have gotten a bit out of it. Oh, I bet. Like yeah. just riff it. Like you would have never thought to write about something that pops up randomly and then you just have a good thought on the fly and yeah. then they'll expand it. I'll like see them do the riff show and then two weeks later at a mic, they're working what they did at the riff. And it's well, like, it inst- makes me feel good. It's like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely. took something from that show and it worked and it's continuing to work. Like, it yeah, makes, instantly cool. when you said I did the year in review thing on Google, I, start, I started thinking in my head of a few comics I heard tell, well, last year jokes, you know, of like yeah, the year in review yeah. type shit. And I'm like, oh, that probably came from them working that out at the riff. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just fun. And yeah. I, we didn't have a show like that before, so like it's fun to just have that show now. Oh, definitely. One, some comics do fucking full specials of just riffing and crowd work shit. Yeah, yeah. Know? Mark Smalls did one, and yeah. Schultz, Schultz did yeah. one. 
Yeah. And, uh, I think Ian Bag did yeah. one, too. Well, Ian Bag is like... fucking... That's like his... He's like the crowd work goat. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's like his... He could go up and, like, headline a weekend and do different crowd work sets. Yeah. And then Jeff Ross and Attell did that uh, Bumping Mike's one. Oh, yeah. That was, like, yeah. structured, but a lot of it was... Yeah, it's still a lot of riffing, but yeah. those guys are fucking also legends. You yeah. You know, like, Dave Attell could, like read the back of a cereal box and get laughs. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a goat for sure. Yeah, he's fucking just something about like his cadence and like being so smooth with like thirty years of doing it that he could be like raisin brand. <laughs> he might like, even be off farther in than thirty. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I was just throwing that out yeah, there because probably... it seems like an unsurmountable number. But yeah. Attell and Chappelle are probably yeah. the two that are I'm not like, even over 30. thirty. I'm not yeah. even thirty years old. I can't even imagine yeah, and I remember watching that Insomniac shit when I was a little kid. So like, I went, I night. went back and started watching Insomniac. And yeah, it's so good. What do they, what do they have that on? Like, uh, I have, on? I have like an illegal streaming service. Oh, I okay. Use. <laughs> I was I, like, I, fuck, where can I watch? This I can get shit? you hooked up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went back and started watching those, and he did one in in Boise at the Funny Bone. Oh, really? Yeah, and yeah, it's funny because it's so it was so long ago that like all the places he went aren't even around anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he's like going out and doing all these things, and it's like I've never even heard of this place, and yeah. it's not even around because it doesn't exist. Yeah, doesn't yeah. Exist one uh, Jeremiah Watkins has a stand up on the spot. Well, stand up on the spot was my inspiration for the riff. Hell yeah, because I love stand up on the spot. Well, I fucking I love Jeremiah too. And yeah, you told me before you did a sh- uh, show with him or you met him or something. No, with Jolberg. Oh, okay. With, Joel Berg, Joel Jimenez. Yeah, I did a yeah. show that he did. Um, it was at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. Oh, okay, it's a cool little club. And yeah, he was he was hilarious. Oh he yeah, was funny. Well, and he's pretty good at the improv shit too. Like yeah. when he was in the Kill Tony band, he'd be a different character every yeah, week yeah. and just like lean into like so how that, would this guy act? So that yeah. show, it was probably one of the most obscure shows I've been on. So. It's like a it's like an open mic competition, but they have guest spots. Okay. So like they'll do a couple. They like draw out of a bucket, and it's judged by um, the guy who hosts the show. His name's Kenny, and then they'll have they'll book a comic as a judge, and then they book a porn star oh, as a judge. Yeah. So it was like that premise yeah, alone is like weird, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it was a full on like open mic too. So like there was guys going up there like. For the first time? For, yeah, there was a guy who went there for his first star. <laughs> yeah. He oh, was yeah. like, there was a guy who went up, and he's like this white guy with like, like really squinty eyes. Like he was like, he was like, I don't, I don't know if he was part Asian or not. Or but he, he was like stigmatism. Yeah. Or if he, he, he had a little, little touch of the downsies. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> he was, he went up and he's like, this is my second time. And like, he was doing the, what, he was doing some weird bit where he was like asking the crowd to. To like yell out a slur at me and I'll talk about it. Oh wow! And then they they like roasted him for it. And uh, Joel called and he's like, "You look like a Chinese cowboy or something like <laughs> like an Asian cowboy." Fuck yeah! And then I like led that because I went up like, I think I was the last guest spot. Mm-hmm. It was a local guy. And then did you see the new Jackass movie? Yeah, yeah. Zach. Okay. He did yeah. a guest spot. And then I went up last and did the last guest spot. And I, like, played into it. I was like, where's that Asian cowboy guy? He'd probably kill at open mics in, like, Pocatello. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Just give me a slur and I'll, I'll talk yeah, about it. Like, anytime that. you're able to 
come off of something that the whole crowd already knows about. Yeah. Like you've got the extra bonus from them knowing it's like a rift or just thought of joke. Yeah. And then also they're in on the joke because they saw that guy. Yeah. So like I've, in my personal experience, that shit always works for me. Yeah. But Joel, he's funny. Hell yeah. And, I'd love and to meet that guy. He's probably my favorite part about the old Kill Tony shows. Yeah. Is like him like popping in with like a hot one and then just like getting the drum solo. Yeah. Like well, it, and that's why they did the fucking Mexican drum off shit was because of him. Yeah. Uh, I love that show, though. I listen to I do. all the new episodes. I want to go do it. Backlog. Yeah, I'm going to do it for sure. I It was such a mistake for me to not do it when I lived in L.A. Yeah. Like well, I, you lived there when they had it at the comedy store? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I used to go to the comedy store all the time. Hell yeah. And I, I went to Kill Tony once. No. Just as I an went, audience member? No, I went to the, the store... And I was in the original room while they were doing Kill Tony in the belly room. Okay. And I was thinking, I was like, I should have gone and done that. But Did you start comedy in LA? No, I started here. My first oh, okay. mic was at the Swede. Okay, you're just like a big fan going to shows and stuff in LA. Yeah, and the... well, I mean, I've been a fan of comedy since I was like 12. Yeah. It's like, it's something I've always wanted to do, but I've always had respect for it and understand the commitment. Mm-hmm. And I was working jobs where I was working crazy hours or working out of town and like, I wouldn't have had time to yeah. commit myself to doing it. I mean, it's like it's half-ass an excuse, but I genuinely no, but would have hurt myself. That's valiant, also, is like knowing that it's a respected art form. That if you're gonna be a fucking weekend warrior, you're not giving it the respect, and you're taking yeah. the spots away from people exactly who are like every day trying to fucking make something happen. Exactly, which and- is another reason why I don't like going up on stage and being like. What else? What else? Exactly. <laughs> like that type of shit. Because I'm like, I hate it when the mic's packed and I know people didn't get on the list yeah. because it's packed. And then someone goes and up go there, there and shits fuck. the bed, dude. Yeah. Well, if you're working on something or you're like a riffer guy, that's a different thing than just like, every week I steal someone's fucking five minutes up here. Like, yeah. There's people who do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was one of those things too, where I do have such a respect for it. Cause I've loved it for so long that I've been writing comedy for like five years. Like I have okay. notes in my phone. Like I probably have like 200 notes in my phone before, before I started. Tried it. Yeah. So like I'm reaching back into my bag from like a long time ago. Brittany pull- Hargis told me she was doing that too. Yeah. Like, years before she started doing comedy, she was, like, writing comedy and writing stand-up stuff and stuff. It was nice to, like, go into my first mic and, like, not need notes and Mm -hmm. be prepared. And, like, I mean, I see comics who are years in who take their notes on stage still. And if you do that, nothing against you, whatever. I would never do that. Yeah. I could see maybe a set list for a long show or something. Like, my first couple bigger shows I did... I would like set my phone on the stool with like real low brightness and like have my set list because I'd forget. But like going up there with a notebook and reading out of it is like, how is the audience going to take you seriously yeah, right now? For sure. Like, yes, they're at an open mic. Yes, they know that an you're open practicing. Mic, I get it. Maybe, you know, like if you didn't have time to remember your shit. But that also goes to that same thing you were saying of like, if you don't have time to be working on this exactly. shit, wait till next week. Yeah. You can wait till next week and give someone a spot yeah. who or, does have their or shit. Or do memorized. a bit that you're, you're, you have a new tag or punch something up or yeah. do something you know instead of wasting everyone's time with like, oh, well, what's next on? Hold on. Let me take my phone out. Hold on. Let me look through my notebook. What am I going to do next? It's like, yeah. you had all week to, to think I about I had someone tell me before, though, an uh, angle of that that I never thought of. 
which was at open mics I always do my jokes off notes because I don't want to spend the time remembering them if they don't hit. And I was like, you know, I never thought of that, but you got to reevaluate yourself as a comic if you have so many jokes that aren't hitting. Yeah. <laughs> that they're not worth remembering. You know yeah. What I mean, I mean like, everyone has their own process, and I don't yeah. want to shit on anybody. I tried the fucking the set list thing for a little while. Yeah. Like, especially because when I first started, I was biting off more than I could chew. Yeah. I said yes to a 15-minute set opening for like a pretty well-known comic a month into doing comedy. And I'm not going to say no to shit. Yeah. So I just kept doing that where I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And then would like write five to ten minutes of that 15 minutes in two weeks and before the show. And you were probably fine. It was all right. You're probably it's able not, to do it. A lot I was of able psyching, to do it, but a lot of it's psyching yourself out too. Like yeah. I did, I did 30 minutes. It's not what I would do at all now. Yeah. Like, like if I look back at that video, I'm like, people paid money for that. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Know? But like, I did it like bomb, you know. But yeah. In my eyes now, that's bombing now. If I did a set like that now, I'd be like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Dude? Like when I did 30 minutes, which is the longest I've done. Mm. Um. I did the the set list on my phone, low brightness, so no one could tell it was there. Yeah, and I ended up not even looking at it. Yeah, which was nice. Part of it is that security thing of like knowing it's there. it's there if you get lost. It's there, or if it, you know you feel like you did your whole set list yeah. but lost some jokes along the way or whatever, or it's shorter or longer than you thought. Yeah, and you're like twenty five minutes in and you're not seeing the light, and then you're on your closer. Yeah, you could like. Oh yeah, I forgot that penguin thing or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much all my notes say is just do the penguin thing. Yeah, that's all I write. I just I just leave that up. Remember the penguin joke. Well, and if you're gonna do a set list thing, that's how you have to do it so that yeah. you don't end up reading off of it. Well, or yeah, like, I just put one word from the bit. Yeah, so it'll just say prostate or whatever. It'll yeah. like just a say bunch, there's a bunch of n words on your yeah name. no yeah mine just, <laughs> it just says n word n word Jew n word Chinese n word this is just um, like a Warren G song. Yeah, that's exactly what it says. Yeah, <laughs> write it out word for word. Yeah, on there. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, regulators. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking. I, I kind of want to just do a regulators bit now. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking great song, and it has a callback to Young Guns in it. Yeah, like, regulators. It's got a good everything. Song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think. I don't know the notes thing. It's if it's your process, it's your process. But like. I remember going to open mics before I started doing open mics mm -hmm. and just seeing people with notes and just being like, what are you, you're wasting my time. Yeah. As an audience member, like, come on, yeah. what are you doing? Get prepared. Well, and you definitely like how we were talking about how some things give you an advantage, like the microphone, the lights being up on the stage when you're in a heckler situation. Yeah. That peels away advantage because anyone in the audience is like, I could read off my phone. Yeah. Like, I've, Actually, got, I've got Reddit. I, I could be funny. I did. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, this isn't your shit or you would know it. You know? I did the note thing once, and it was when I was doing that 20-minute feature set at the Swede on yeah. the Monday thing. Because okay. it was just comics. Yeah. And I was like, you guys want me to just do 20 minutes, and you guys are going to know all my material? Or do you want me to take out my phone and, like, just go out, go crazy and do shit I've never done before? And yeah. everybody was like, do it. Yeah. Just go crazy. And I was like, all right. So I was just like scrolling through and like, I would just look at a bit and then like go into it. And well, like, and that's actually like probably pretty fun. Cause I know I have very fun. way more material in my notes and shit in my phone than I've ever done on stage. 
because I oh, haven't yeah. like fully worked it out and formulated it yet. Yeah. So just hopping into some of those like randomly, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember one of them I did that bombed so hard, but I loved it. And I still think there's a bit there was uh something about um the black square people were posting the black squares on instagram mm -hmm. i was like what if we had instagram during world war ii like would there just be stars <laughs> of david on your feed <laughs> like during oh, the holocaust yeah. like oh, people man. in america unaffected just like putting up stars of david yeah and I, well everybody hated it and i was like oh damn yeah, it I, I thought this was a good oh thought. so the whole crowd has a ukraine <laughs> flag outside yeah. right now is that what this is yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like and i mean that's the thing sometimes you'll do bits and they suck and then you revisit them three months later or six months later sometimes whatever. people aren't ready to laugh at certain stuff too like yeah i know if i said that same thing i just said about ukraine like on stage a lot of people would be like oh no I'm like you never cared about the ukraine until and, just now and it's i know really because you're, you're like secretly hating russia is yeah what you're and, doing, no, and i know you, know you can hit all the ukraine bits you want i think yeah <laughs> i don't hit, know dude not in boise i've hit I've, some good ones on that downtown stage okay uh, some ukraine stuff yeah, and it's done well. People are on you, board because you, you like in Boise. Yes, you do get like more of a crowd that is going to be Ukraine supportive. I mean, like if let's say you're doing like a, a Nampa show, yeah, take out the Ukraine jokes. I, Candy County's going to love the Ukraine jokes, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But you'll get you'll get some of those people in the Boise crowd still. Yeah, I've I've misread like, oh hey, we're in Idaho. I can make a joke about this, yeah, and then just like, oh, this is the fucking blue Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> you know well, I mean? one thing like... I I refuse to get into a habit of is doing local stuff. Yeah. Like I have never written a joke about, like, or have like a full bit about Idaho because yeah. if it's good, sure it'll work here, but like then I can't use it anywhere else. Yeah, like your uh potato farmer idaho thing yeah works so well because you can take it to different states when i came up with it in a different state yeah because i kept getting that so same that's shit not from other comics like we're talking about how you like roast each other and shit just yeah. talking other comics would always say one of those two things yeah and like oh you guys are fucking this or you guys are that and then eventually i was like i know what you guys are thinking you all think we're this or that you know yeah like, that's how i like formulated that yeah and so it works better outside of idaho but yes. it's kind of making fun of idaho well it's it works, not like a it works really well in vegas <laughs> that's where it works the best and you don't even have to be there yeah it's for fun. it it's a pretty good joke it's, it, it's a joke that you don't have to be there for yeah you don't even have to pop. be like, it's so good that when someone else tells it it's good that's actually, how you know you got a good bit at the last comedian game night People were talking about how they're going to do at an open mic. Everyone's going to do that one as their opener. <laughs> oh, I think I, think, <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I think I was talking to someone about that, too. Yeah, like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that's funny as shit at this I, point. So, I, um, during the comic of the year thing, I was thinking about, like, how funny it would be to just go up there. Like, let's say who's got something really memorable like lj mm -hmm. if i'm up before lj on comic of the year and i just go up and i'm like what's up mother? and like do that <laughs> and then it's just shit. like <laughs> it would be funny for like us comic it would be crazy to do that but it would yeah. be so funny like you wouldn't know what to do though <laughs> no and like, i would never do that you but... got so used to doing that as an opener yeah you'd be like this motherfucker or go before you, know? you and use your opener yeah and, and yeah. just come off stage and be like dude 
Oh, but, yeah. Good luck, bud. I think I would. I, I've thought about doing that just like a mic too. Just yeah. like if if the person behind me, I know some of their material, just go up and do their material, and then well, come and on and see comments, what they say. We fucking know a lot of each other's. Yeah, jokes, I just dude. think it would be so funny. Like yeah. I wouldn't do it to like seriously try and like do well. You like, I would just do you it. You want to take it to a show in another comedy <laughs> community and be like, "This is my funniest joke." Yeah, I wouldn't get booked on like a huge open <laughs> mic in Vegas and then like rip <laughs> with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. The local stuff is tough. You got to be able to have fun with it, though. Yeah. You take shit with, with a grain of salt and have fun with it. Yeah. You know? Like, I went through so much fucking crazy bullshit over that, and I'm like, J- I don't know if you guys missed the whole thing, but I didn't want to be involved in this at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I just, anybody wants I just to be. This joke, you know what I, I mean? don't think anybody wants like, that to happen. Yeah, no. And we don't have to go into it too much. I mean, it's a played out topic amongst yeah. us. Oh, but yeah. um, it's too easy to. It's like such a low-hanging fruit. Yeah. I shouldn't even make fun of it at this point. Like, it's it's abused, but it is it'll, very funny. It'll keep being that. It's just like people are always going to make the Mencia joke, and that was so many years ago. And yeah. People are always going to make the fucking... Uh... God, now I can't even think of her name. Uh, Somebody who stole? Oh, um, Amy. Amy Schumer. Yeah, Amy yeah. Schumer for stealing the like whatever. Always going to be a fucking thing. Mencia's I mean? headlining yeah. again. Yeah, he's big again. Like yeah. he's so selling Cosby. out weekends. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you I mean, can headline and has be he, a piece of shit. Has like, he done obviously. a show? Has he done a show yet? He's touring, I think. Right now, Bill Cosby. He announced yeah. a tour, or, or he, he's on tour. I think he announced a tour. I don't know that he's gone to any because there's because I feel like there would already be social media videos of people like fucking with him when he goes up. There. Yeah, because there's been that of like way less. Cosby's tough shit. Like there's like. Louis, who, like, people who got, like, not got away with it, but, like, are fine. They're doing fine. They did something. Louis's not even a good example, because Louis is not even on the left. Like, Chris D'Elia's one. Yeah. He's touring again and doing, like, huge venues, and it's, like, there's enough people that either didn't see what happened and they just know he's a guy on Netflix. Yeah. Or forgave him. Yeah, or thought I, it wasn't that big of a deal, or yeah. didn't believe one side of it, or whatever the fuck. There's a but there's a there's YouTube. not a hundred victims. You yeah, know what I mean, like, yeah, that's a whole different thing where you're like the most prolific. There's still more coming out. Time. There's well, like I can see that. More, there's always that, dude. There's, there's always that. Cosby's getting more. I think weekly. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's t- his whole thing was crazy too because he got like. They used evidence in court that they weren't supposed to use, and that's how he got off? Well, no. it was So what it was, similar to that, yeah. but what it was is they had settled out of court with an individual uh, that said, now you sign an NDA, like a non-disclosure agreement as part of this settlement. And then she I'll talked. give you a bunch of money, but none of this can ever be brought up again. And then she's subpoenaed to do the real Cosby trial, uh-huh. and she has to do it. She's subpoenaed, but... She can't use any of that information, and she did, and then the court used some of that information, even though there's hundreds of victims, Yeah. any information that can't be used in a court of law, if it's a part of the case, now you've changed the juror's opinion by that one statement. They should have just never had that girl on the stand, and he would have been convicted no problem. Gotcha. But because that girl had already taken money in like a private... Yeah, 
lawsuit, you know. She wasn't supposed to talk about it, but when she paid, when you're paid court, her off, that's what it is. That's such a double net. It's like well, and it's not that the information wasn't true. It was yeah, one hundred percent not legally applicable in law anymore. Yeah, which I'm not I got to... off on a gun charge that way, so I mean. Like, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the statute of limitations on that? <laughs> well, it's it got thrown out of court. There's nothing they could do. Oh, about you can't it. double it was, jeopardy. It was illegal search and seizure. Yeah, let's talk more yeah. about your gun charges. Jake. Yeah. Well, I don't have any. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't have any. <laughs> they tried to give me. You, one, you but. and OJ, you, you dirty <laughs> bastards. <laughs> We're talking about a victimless crime here versus a fucking murder. <laughs> uh, I mean, he didn't do it. Yeah. He, he didn't do it. I mean, he wrote a book about how. He what didn't if do I it. did do it? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's insane that he just has a book like if I did do it. Yeah, this is how I would have done, done it. Done it. Have like you ever a, read the book? He's like a glove model now. And... Really? No, I just made that up. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I can see it. His glove fits. I can. Like... See, have you seen? He's wild on Twitter. Yeah. OJ. Yeah, he'll be like, he'll just have like on a golf course with like a bunch of pretty white girls with him and he's just like balling out. And I've it's seen like, some shit like that. Yeah. It's like, do but these usually, girls not know who OJ Simpson is? Pro- I mean, from the looks of those pictures, they were like five during the trials. So maybe <laughs> yeah. they don't, you know, I did a, I had a, I took a forensics class in high school and one of our like uh, big assignments was half the class got assigned he didn't do it and half the class got assigned he did Damn. and we had to come up with and then like we did like a court like a like a, a trial court. like yeah. a mock court trial yeah and I was like the head whatever for my team and I got OJ off again with different arguments <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. came up with completely different stuff like. I dove into this way harder than I should have, mm-hmm. knowing that it's like a bullshit project for school. Yeah. And I went like full attorney on this like school project and I got OJ off with like a different Dude, sometimes model. just being like a good debater and like a good arguer yeah. can make the other side look stupid. Well, we're doing they, even if they have all the facts. Like, we're doing debate show next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Friday. Fucking uh funny feud. Yeah. Nate yeah. might not be on our team. Oh really? I talked to him today. He said he he might have something else going on. Okay. Well, so I told him we'll have to pick another. Else, we'll yeah. have to pick another white guy. Yeah. White bearded guy. <laughs> Dude, so <laughs> I I uh, was on that show twice before. Uh-huh. I won once and got second the other time. Is it fun? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, at first it was called the Drink and Debate Show. I like that. Yeah. It doesn't really work do- for you. Yeah. So <laughs> I just took mushrooms. I was like, I got to level the playing field. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Reese had the same idea because she wasn't drinking at the time, but uh-huh. she took acid. And that was way more <laughs> that's, intense that's for an, her. That's yeah. an aggressive overcorrection. Big overcorrection. That's <laughs> big like, overcorrection. They're not making you fucking beer bong four locos on stage. Yeah. You know, like it's just sipping beer. Yeah. You don't have to take fucking a tin strip. That, like, is, that is an idea right there. The four loco comedy hour. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, well, that. but they fucked up four locos. I thought. Well, they did. I mean, they still fuck you up. Yeah. I'm so sure, I remember. Yeah, but so do like forties. Yeah. Know. Well, anything fucks you up if you drink enough of it. But yeah. So I was a sophomore in high school when they banned the old four loco because they, oh, okay. they used to have caffeine in them. Yeah. So oh, that's I, what that was. I like was what, a big drinker when four locos were in their prime. Yeah. Me I've too. I've thrown up watermelon all over the wall. Before. Yeah, yeah. Me too. And so at the time, I had a liquor store that would sell me alcohol. And it's kind of racist the way I got in with this. Mm. It was like a Middle Eastern guy who owned the liquor store. His name's Emron. Okay. And I would go in. I had a bunch of older friends. So I'd go in with them. And I mean, they weren't 21 either. But they were more convincing of being 21. So I'd go in with them and buy alcohol. And then I went in by myself one day. And he was like, I know you're not 21. 
And I, and I had like four locos. I think that's what I was buying was four locos. Yeah. He's like, I know you're not 21. Where's your friends? Like, at least make it believable. At least be with the older kids. And I'm yeah. like, come on, dude. Like, will you sell it to me? And he's like, all right, only if you teach me how to play chess. Oh, that's sick. And I was yeah. like, why do you think I know how to play chess? He's like, you're white. White people know how to play chess. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, fair. Yeah, I'll teach you how to play you're chess. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll teach you how to play chess. So I would like go there. And, like, show him chess moves. And I wasn't even that good at chess. I just knew the basics. And yeah. to him, he was like, this white guy's a genius, knows how to play chess. Yeah. And he would sell me four locos. And when they banned them, he was like, I got to take all these off the shelf. Do you want them? Fuck He's like, I'll yeah. sell you guys, like, the last of these. I bet that was a wild fucking party. Just a surplus of four locos. Yeah, but he would just, he would just like, pull out the old four locos. And, like, he had, like, one box left. He's like, I'll save them for you when you come in. Hell, yeah. And sell us the old four locos. Yeah, I used to be a fan of those fucking things when they had the caffeine in them. Because you get shit-faced off two cans of it. Yeah. Like, wild drunk off you two get, cans I mean, I was, what, 14, 15 years old? I would shit-faced off one. Well, and they didn't used to have, like, all the crazy alcohol options that they have now. So like, well, so they had four loco and juice. Yeah, those are like juice, the competing yeah. ones. You would pick which can you thought looked cooler. Sparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they still have that going on. I don't know. E forty had one. Yeah, that was it's the same concept. Yeah, it's fucking. It's like just a malt Red liquor. Bull mixed with mar- yeah, malt. Yeah, malt liquor. liquor and caffeine. Yeah, yeah, but pretty fucking good. <laughs> we would we would do this thing called a sidewalk slammer. Have you ever heard of that? Huh. So you'd buy a forty ounce and a four loco, and you would drink half the forty. And then you'd pour four loco in it, oh, so you wouldn't be able to fit the whole four loco in. So like, as you would drink down, you'd pour more. So for six bucks, you would have forty ounce of a forty, yeah, and then twenty three and a half ounces of you'd four be loco. Fucking blacked out. You'd be blacked sure. out for six bucks. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we would we would do bucks. that to like That's start our night. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it <was> homeless <laughs> guy yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, I used to drink homeless guy shit. Yeah, dude. Sometimes that, I still do. Dude, like, when you're a kid, that's the fucking way to go. Yeah, it's six bucks. You're I like, love Mickey's. Yeah, I could drink a Mickey's with my like a steak dinner and dude, be content. I've drank a lot of Mickey's. I have a friend yeah. that, that was like their favorite beer. He's got a B tattoo and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's all into. So it. I have a buddy. I have a buddy who um he got a car crash and died when we were twenty one. Rest Damn. in peace, Cole. Yeah, I'm um, sorry to hear that. I got a homie that same thing. I've tattooed his name on me. Yeah, I'm actually getting his pretty soon here. But um, he was like notorious for drinking Old English. That was like his thing. Like yeah. everyone else would be like, we'd buy like a 30 rack of light beer or whatever. And he'd show up with like three Old English. Yeah. And so we did like a candlelight vigil at like where he crashed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we all met at my friend's house. And we went, I went to the store. I went to the store. Someone else went to the store and just bought out like all the 40s they had. We had like Fuck 50, yeah. 40 ounces cases at the house. And, of and we're sitting there drinking these. And one of my buddies is like, Dude, I bet you he's laughing at us right now because we all have to drink this nasty shit. <laughs> well, old English is fucking gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross, but it fucking gets the job. It, I mean, I'd rather drink fucking Steel Reserve than yeah, old English. Steel Reserve is pretty gnarly too. It's though. like eight percent. Yeah, at three bucks, eight percent, forty ounces of eight percent. Oldies fucking up there too. I think so. Yeah, but it's just. Oh, so we're just all sitting there laughing like, damn, this is, why are we doing this? We yeah. don't have to fucking do this. I had some fucking similar thoughts with my homeboy that passed away because there was a drunk driving accident. One, he wasn't driving, though. One of my other friends was. Uh-huh. Any one of them could have been, though, because we were all fucking drinking all the time. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day, like, could have happened to anybody. Are but you doing the St. Patrick's Day show? It, it got canceled. It did? Yeah. Why? 
because that date got switched to something else. So we might still be doing that beard show, uh-huh. but it's not going to be on St. Patrick's Day anymore. Oh, fuck. Don't or unless me. he finds a different venue or something. He just told me about it the other day. Oh, damn. And I don't think he like knows for sure that he's not going to be able to do the show. But he for sure can't do the show on St. Patrick's Day at Mad Sweep. Ah, damn. Yeah. I was looking forward to that one. Yeah, I don't know if it's because he didn't pay like to book it in time or if they just got like a bigger thing going on that day, which yeah. makes sense. It's a holiday. You yeah. Know what I mean? And I, we'll do that show for sure. Yeah. It's a great show idea. It'll be so. a fun show. I mean, interrupt your story. Yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. But it was a similar fucking thing where like at his, we all went to his funeral and shit and his family's there and stuff. But then we had like, our own wake thing where yeah. we invited all these fucking people that were all friends of his or knew him at some point from yeah. all the fucking hoodlum shit we used to do. And everyone's just fucking trashed at this thing, like out of control. People are fucking, I can't even like dive into it, but I remember yeah. being like on the edge of blacked out drunk, like laying in the backyard. Like I bet that dude's fucking just laughing his ass off at us right now that he's yeah. like, this is your guys's like, remember me from fucking yeah. dying in a car crash yeah. deal? I had a... Because you guys all just get just as drunk as I was? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. You know? I had a... My uncle, um, I never met him, but he was in a gang. He was a white guy in a Mexican gang. Damn. And he Nazi had a... lowriders? <laughs> no, not Nazi lowriders. <laughs> it was like a legit like Mexican gang. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I know there's that gang. Not Nazi lowriders. I guess it's the white boys mixing the Mexican. Yeah. No, I'm not going to shout out the gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he got killed by a rival gang. Yeah. And he got shot 13 times with an AK-47 and killed in the drive-by. Fuck, that's crazy. He was about shit. it. He, it, he had, like, it doesn't take 13 shots. He had fuck the sheriff tattooed on his throat. Like, fuck yeah. dude was about it. And I remember, like, going to his grave, like, with my mom and my dad and stuff when I was a kid. And his homies would come by and, like, pour out 40s for him and stuff. And, like, they'd leave the fucking bottle. And I just always was like, these fucking scumbag gang members come here and drink at my uncle's grave. And I'd be, like, a little kid so mad. But and that's then, how he lived. Well, fast forward 20 years later, I'm at my buddy's fucking grave. So I drink an old English, just sitting <laughs> yeah. there like drunk, smoking a cigarette, drinking an old English. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. Well, <laughs> I, look at what I've become. In that perspective, <laughs> as a kid, you didn't see what was going on in their mind. Yeah. But as an adult, you're like, I want nothing more than to just share this 40 with my homie. Yeah. He's fucking, that's what he would have wanted yeah. to do with me right now. I buy him one so and like, pour it out for him. And then yeah. I drink one. And it was just like, I had that thought sitting there, like, whoever's walking by is like, look at this piece of shit, like, yeah. pouring out of, I would take my trash with me, I wouldn't leave it like the other guys, but they're just like, look at this fucking asshole. Yeah, well, and you always know there's gonna be like that underlying judging thing, because just in life there's that, like, this same kid, uh, we are at his funeral, and like, he had like a, a pretty conservative family, I've yeah. gotten closer with his parents since this happened, which was like fucking seven years ago at this point. Yeah. But he, like many kids that have that type of like family life where they have like a good home, but they're still like partying and doing drugs and stuff like that. They're yeah. living two lives. They have like a secret reality that only their friends and shit know. Yeah. So you know that at a funeral setting, all of those people are mixed together. Yep. So then you're like, do we just pretend he's not this guy yeah. so that everyone's comfortable? Or do we just like kind of honor in our own way? Like one of the things they did is like uh, they played Cypress Hill hits from the bong uh-huh. as part of his like music come of to bring someone up for a speech. Uh-huh. But then did 
only the instrumental. So none of the people who would have got offended knew what was going on. Yeah. And then all the people who were like, fucking love smoking weed all the time. That was his favorite song. Yep. They got it. You yeah. Know? They're like, that's cool. Luckily, <laughs> you know? luckily, I have revealed my scumbagness to my whole family. Yeah. So when I die I and everybody wants to be a scumbag family. at my funeral, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if it was like one of my siblings who has like a college degree and is a nice person, yeah. it, like if their scumbag friend showed up, we'd all be like, wow, what the hell is this? <laughs> my scumbag friend show up when I die, it's going to be like, oh, yes, this all makes sense. You're like, yeah, that's his boys. Yeah. <laughs> were you like a, I mean, obviously you're a bad kid. Yeah. But like, did your parents know that you were like drinking and smoking and stuff when yeah, you were young? Yeah. So I, I have a, unique situation because my parents are both drug addicts and like openly did drugs with us and like we could do whatever the fuck we wanted gotcha i was in and out of juvie i went to foster care two different times as a kid and uh my parents still are partying hard as fuck like, yeah <laughs> so i never had to like hide any of that type of stuff from yeah. them and my house was always the hangout spot well, so, until i was a man i got emancipated at 16 and didn't win did my own fucking thing and then it was still the hangout spot because if you have your own place emancipated school, means that you're just on your own you don't need adult, parental yeah. guardian no yeah if, like if i wanted to leave school i would just go to the sign office out. sign out and be like i'm going to work i'm gonna go smoke a blunt yeah <laughs> this is what it is you know Peace and out. they can't do anything about it you're not yeah. truant because you're your dad or whatever like yeah. basically but uh, even when i was like 13 years old my house was the hangout spot because we could smoke weed in my living room and no one's like, oh no, the parents are going to come home and smell it. Like, they're going to come home and be like, let me get a hit off that shit. Why don't you let me know yeah. that you had it? <laughs> you so, know, like, so my family is the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, my parent, my dad was a cop. Oh, damn. And my mom, I know my mom, like, I think did drugs when she was younger, but yeah. um, they were like Cleaned the parents. were like pretty conservative. Yeah. And so... Like, on paper, they're not the parents that are going to allow that. Mm -hmm. But they were just like, yeah, do it. Like, drink, smoke, do whatever you want. Like, you know, like, they trusted me. I and think like, there's a middle ground there. My house like, ended up becoming... If you're too strict, then your your kids are going to be fucking wild. Exactly. Like, yeah, but... And you're not going to know what's going on with them. Like, I'd rather my kids be comfortable enough with, like, calling me when they're shit-faced, yeah. and like, Dad, come pick me up, I'm shit-faced, instead of like, oh, I gotta hide this from my dad, so I'm gonna go crash my car. Yeah, you so, know? like, my, my parents would, like, we'd drink and get fucked up at my house all the time, and, like, yeah. my house was, like, the safe place. Mm -hmm. Like, you could go, I remember being in high school, and um, it was my senior year of high school, and me and my buddy had just smoked a blunt in the backyard, and it's, like, 1 p.m., we're supposed to be at school. Mm -hmm. My mom comes home, and she's just like, Hey, I was at the Dollar Tree and they had like these little 99 cent um, drug tests. Let's try them. Let's see if they work. Because oh, she knew we were going to fail. Oh, okay. <laughs> she knew. Surprise. No. Yeah. <laughs> she knew we were going to fail. She was like, I just think, it, I just thought it was funny. I didn't know you guys were going to be here. She was like, I was going to test it. Yeah. You guys test it. So we like did the at home drug test and it like turned dark immediately. <laughs> she was like, this is some hot piss. Like, you guys, yeah. she like looks at it, she's like, are you guys fucking high right now? We're like, yeah, we smoked a blunt like right before you <laughs> walked in. Yeah, dude, like I fucking had a, a friend who got kicked out of school. Uh, well, and I got kicked out of school and I had to go to alternative school and shit. But I had a friend who got kicked out of school for like the rest of the semester or whatever. Uh -huh. And he would just 
in the morning because he didn't tell his parents that. Yeah. His dad was disabled, so he, like, didn't really know what was going on, but would be super pissed if he knew what was going on. Yeah. So he would just, like, in the morning, meet up with me. We'd fucking wake and bake, smoke before school. Yeah. I'd go to school, and then he'd hang out with my stepmom and just be, like, getting fucked up all day and shit. Yeah. And then I'd get home from school and be like, oh, yeah, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Fucking. And then he'd go home. Talk to his dad for a little bit to be like, oh, yeah, school was good, whatever. I yeah. don't have homework or make up some shit. Yeah. And then come back over. But, like, all day during the school day, my parents would be fine with him hanging out at my house. Yeah. You know? He ended up moving in with me for a little while, too. Yeah. I had and several I... people move in with me as underage kids just because, like, my parents didn't give a shit. You know? They're yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. Like, my mom would get more mad if I did something she'd be like most parents would be mad about their kid like getting blackout drunk at mm -hmm. 17 yeah my mom was like i had a situation where i woke up in the morning my mom wakes me up and she's like what are you doing here and i, I was like what and i blacked out the night before I, I didn't even know i was at home yeah and she's like you told me you weren't coming home and i was like oh i got, I got a ride she goes you got a ride your car's outside oh fuck. and i'm like Yep, got a ride in my car from someone and like had to make up this <laughs> lie on the someone, you know, Eric drove my car and then someone shamed and picked him up and she's like, "Do you not remember driving last night?" And I was like, "Well, no, oh. mom, I didn't drive." And she's like, "Just don't fucking do that." Yeah. Like go out, get fucked up, I don't care. Well, see, don't I think fucking do that. That's honestly like you know you can't stop your kids from doing everything. Yeah. So telling them like this is what's actually important. This yeah. is what's actually really dangerous. Like, not that drinking with your kids is a good idea, but yeah. not doing it and then making it like a fucking line in the sand where they know they can't tell you what they're actually doing yeah. just makes them keep things secret from you, which puts them in dangerous situations. That's the same thing with, like, everyone being pissed about weed being for sale in stores and shit. It's like, dude, if my kid decides to smoke weed... I would much rather him be like, Get him hey, from a place you're 21, safe. buy me a fucking couple joints or whatever, instead of, hey, let me go over to this 50-year-old dude's apartment where he's selling pills, meth, and weed, yeah. and buy whatever the fuck he's got. I'd rather, you know what I we mean? should just legalize all drugs. Yeah. Because you're not going to stop people from doing drugs. It would make things a lot safer. It would make things safer. So if you wanted to do drugs, I have this opinion that, have you ever done heroin? Yeah. I have this opinion that... I only smoked heroin, though. I've never, like, full-on fucking... I've told, like, kind of more buttoned-up people this opinion. I should mm -hmm. read my room better. But I've never done heroin. Yeah. I think I've heard such good things about heroin. You love it. I would, everyone does. I want to do it one time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I want to do it one time in a controlled environment, and I know that I don't have an addictive personality. Like, I know I can do it once just to see how cool it is yeah. and then never do it again. And one, people spaz on me about that. It's like, if, you, if you want to do heroin, I'm not do trying heroin. to tell you to do heroin. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm going to leave here with. <laughs> if you're going to do any drug that you're like, I'm going to try it one time and be able to get away from it, heroin's not a bad one to do that with because it's one of the only drugs that doing it even just one time, the next day you're sick. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like physically sick, almost like an alcohol hangover, but uh -huh. like way worse. It's one of the only drugs that like you instantly have like a well, sickness from you can it, die you know? from like a heroin withdrawal right yeah if you're an addict no no, no. i think uh or is that alco booze? alcohol yeah alcohol is a, and benzos is the only two that you could die benzos from. Yeah. yeah 
<clears throat> or like barbiturates maybe. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, but heroin is like really bad for your body to withdraw off of. And if you were like strung out on it and then went through like cold turkey withdrawals, yeah. you could die from side effects related to withdrawing. Like you puke so much that your body's dehydrated and has no nutrients in it or something, but you can't die just from the withdrawals. That's not a thing. Yeah. But just like you can't die from smoking too much weed. Yeah. It's gonna suck really bad. But you're not going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, even if you like edibles, way better case for trying to overdose on weed. Because you could definitely eat too much edibles to have a good time. You're still not going to die. No. you're like, So like, I remember the first time I did dabs. And like, I don't smoke now. I have a job that doesn't allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I really haven't like been a consistent weed smoker for probably like six years. Because I have a class A license too. So yeah. Kind of for tough work? there, yeah. What What do you do for work? Actually, so I've I never well, asked you that. So I used to work in like heavy equipment and stuff. That's mm-hmm. where I got my class A, like excavators, excavators, that all that stuff. I used to okay. work in a, for a drilling company. Okay. Um, now I work for a commercial truck dealer doing outside sales. Nice. Um, so so I pretty much go. Yeah. Uh, well, I have, I have a local region. I go as far as like McCall and Grandview. Mm-hmm. Um, but like now I go to like the companies that I like similar to what I used to work for mm-hmm. and like get them what they need for their trucks. Oh, okay. But I get drug tested for that. So yeah. I can't, um, but I remember the first time I did dabs, that was like being locked in my own brain. Like, <laughs> so I was at a party and it was the girl, I was seeing this girl at the time and it was her party. Okay. And at the time I loved lean lean was like my drug of choice. Yeah. And so I go to this party drinking, Sipping lean, mm. everything's cool. Which is a fucking crazy mix. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I used to like drinking and doing Xanax at the same time. Yeah, which so is like, so fun. and we were smoking super blunts. dangerous. So <laughs> it was like blunts, lean, um, alcohol. Mm. So I was like, I was already on a good one. Yeah, and there was this dude there, um, who was kind of a friend of mine, but he was he was trying to fuck the girl that I was dating, whose party it was. At the party like yeah. that night. And he could tell that I was already on a good one. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you want to take a dab with me? And I'm like, I've never taken a dab, to be honest. I'm kind of already fucked up. He's like, no, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like taking a bong toke. And uh, I was like, oh, I, just, I, could, I could take a bong toke. He's setting you up to be too he's fucked me up, up so he could try to hit up on your girl. So, yeah, so he's like, it's it's just like taking a bong toke. So I, I take a dab, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there, and kind of a delayed response yeah. so i'm already fucked up so i'm not realizing it's hitting he's like you want to do another another bong toke another dab and i'm like i could do one more whatever oh, so i ripped two heaters <laughs> like two full dabs <laughs> got the fucking an hour late throat for 15 minutes dude an hour and a half later i was curled up in the bushes like hiding from everyone just like oh, i don't want to be alive and it like i was I laid in those bushes for hours till someone found me. Yeah, people don't realize, but weed is a fucking psychedelic drug. Like, yeah. If you do d- a bunch of dabs or concentrates or enough edibles. Yeah, like, or a nice fucking... cocktail of codeine yeah. and liquor and malt liquor. That's and... the only time I ever passed out from weed was because of a cocktail thing and then I fucking took a dab. Yeah. And instantly, like, as I was blowing it out, I got the feeling of like, Oh, I need to sit down. And I just pass the fuck out, hit my head on the floor. I pass out from Nas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nas balloons may pass out. Oh me. yeah, that's kinda like that's what you're going for. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a buddy I had a buddy who took a whole balloon in one rip and just whoo, went right down and put his head through a 
through a wooden fence. Yeah, that shit you should be sitting down to do because, like, if you get a good one, you're gonna pass out. That was like, that's the point. Do kids still do that? Like, yeah. have tanks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, Fuck I don't yeah. know. I'm so removed. Especially at like music festivals and shit. They call it really. They call it hippie crack. Hippie crack? Yeah. I've never heard that. Because they'll just sit there and fucking kill a whole box we, of those fucking cartridges back to back. Yeah, to back. we would always have a guy, like, every house party who would just have, like, a tank selling balloons. There's different grades of it. I just found out about this not that long ago. I'm from, like, music festival people who are, like, big into doing all different drugs. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about how, like, if you're on mushrooms or you're on acid and then you fucking... Take a nice good whip it. Yeah. Then it's like a whole fucking different thing. Like, cause you're still on acid, but then you're dissociating from the nitrous. Yeah. And like forced to be asleep when you can't be asleep on that type of substance. So it's like a dream mixed with frying balls, mixed with the fucking wah wah shit going on. You yeah. Know? It's like a crazy thing. So they like, that's why it's big in the music festival thing is because everyone's frying. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, hey, try this. It will change your whole fucking demeanor for a minute. But they told me there's like a Korean gas, which is like a different, like NO2 is like basic nitrous, but just like there's oxygen is O2 and ozone is O3. There's nitrous like that too, where it's like, and so it just, it just size, affects you differently. It's just way more powerful. Uh, it's like you know how you go to an oxygen bar. Yeah, it's not just people breathing in there. It's yeah, people breathing ozone. Yeah. out of an oxygen machine, which is O3 molecules. So instead of like breathing in NO2 molecules, which is nitrous, yeah. you're breathing like NO3 or some shit that like instantly fishes you out and like sends yeah. you in a long thing. I never tried it, but they're like, yeah, it's fucking, it's called Korean gas. You can tell by like the markings on the whippet thing that it's like a different thing. Yeah, gases are nuts. Yeah. So yeah. like I, I worked for uh, an apartment, uh, like property management company for a little okay. while. That's what I did when I first moved here because I just needed a job when I moved here. And I knew that there was an opportunity to get free rent. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to take this job. And I yeah, get free rent. That's a good-ass job because um, you get paid and you don't have to pay a bunch of money. Exactly. Um, but like if we had a tenant that like stunk the apartment up, mm-hmm. when they moved out, we would like flip it. We had a machine called an ozone machine. Yeah. And you'd plug it in and it would remove all the oxygen in the air, which yeah. would remove the smell. But replace it with ozone. Yeah. Because it like cleans it up. So like if you like let's say you and I had a slumber party in here and turned that machine on, we'd die. Oh it removes really? the oxygen from the air. Oh damn. Like so like when we would go in there to like it's turn almost... it off, we'd have to like hold our breath and like open windows and stuff to like get airflow in. Oh okay. before we could like actually go in there and work again. So it's not leaving any oxygen no, left in there. No. That's wild. Yeah, and it just removes the smell. Oh okay. completely. So like if you had a room that was full of a certain odor you didn't want, yeah, you just throw one of those in there for the night. Boom, next day no odor. Okay, it just sucks. Yeah, I've it heard out. of ozone machines on like a small, like scale where it's like a little box, like similar to this. Maybe oh yeah, the ones the I was size. using was like well, they were like this size. Yeah, I've seen hole. these in like weed grow rooms, it's just running, oh. so that it like doesn't. They'll have like their fans see, baby, piping it out, a and then it doesn't smell different to the outside world. But yeah, it's definitely not as powerful because yeah. you're in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also it might possibly be because the entire room's chock full of these plants that are producing crazy amounts of oxygen in a controlled environment. Yeah. 
so like offsets it or something yeah but that's my only experience with the ozone machine thing is like that and charcoal filters is how you get the neighbors to not know that like their neighbors isn't a real house it's just full <laughs> of weed plants <laughs> so the house I, I lived in right before i moved out here um the lady who rented it to us told us that the guy who lived there before was doing that yeah. He just used it as a grow up and they okay. found out and kicked him out. Mm. So when we first moved in, the place still reeked of weed. Yeah. And so like people would come over and they're like, are you guys hotboxing your house? And it's like, no, there just used to be 500 weed plants that lived here. That fucking smell stays and shit. Like, yeah, they, well, they did change the carpet, but it like, it was in the walls. Like yeah. it would, and every now and then I would just like if you smoke cigarettes inside. If there's weed growing all the time inside, it's in the sheetrock, it's yep. in the fabrics, it's in the carpets, yep. everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, even, like, in a car, like, your the fabric on, like, the headboard turns, like, yellow and black and stuff, like, yeah. if you smoke in your car. Yeah, the first time I uh, I got out of prison, I had got divorced while I was in prison, so I had to go... I love that bit that you do, by the way, <laughs> yeah, about like... being divorced, and then now you're married to the person you divorced. <laughs> yeah, it's true, too. It's a primo bit. No, yeah, it's, it's not her favorite bit, but... <laughs> I just got to keep reminding her. I'm like, babe, I'm insinuating that I'm gay in that bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm more of I'm more of the butt to that joke than you. you yeah, know? exactly. Like, like, I told them we're back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, because of that whole situation, like, I was living in Oregon at the time. Then I got extradited to Idaho to do my prison time. Yeah. And we got divorced, so she was still living in Oregon until we got back together. So the only way I'm getting paroled out is to go to a halfway house. So I had to move straight out of prison into a halfway house. Probably reek the cigarettes. The halfway house, yeah, yeah. Well, and everyone's smoking meth in there, which is a whole nother problem. I thought but you go to a halfway house to not smoke meth. You're supposed to, because <laughs> <laughs> meth, meth is a smell. Yeah, I, I learned it that it recently doesn't smell too. like weed. Because yeah. when I was working for that apartment community, we had somebody who was smoking meth in their garage. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers was like, "Hey, this lady's smoking meth in her garage." I was like, "How do you know?" He's like, "I could smell it." I was like. I didn't even know meth had a smell. Yeah. It's it's not like a pungent smell like weed or cigars yeah. or something, but it's such a powerful addiction that like some people can't vape because of meth because it tastes similar to meth smoke. Really? Like a lot of flavors. It's like of it it's do. like a fruity smell. Yeah, right? one, it's thick smoke too. Vape smoke is and so is meth smoke. Yeah. So they'll like give them triggers and like bring them back to her. Uh, but my thing about the fucking whole halfway house thing is why I brought that up is because people were doing meth there all the time. Uh -huh. We'd get raided all the time and <laughs> you don't have to fucking have a warrant or nothing. It's a halfway house. Yeah. So all the POs, garden city police, Boise police, Meridian, they'd all get together to root through all our shit in the middle of the night, like a couple times a week. And like the second week I was there, they fucking do a full raid, dogs and everything, and they make everyone go out of their rooms to, like, the living room uh -huh. and hang out while they toss everything, and then they, like, randomly piss test people, and they go, who lives in this room? And it's, like, me and three roommates, because that's fucking how it is. Yeah. They're just trying to make a shit ton of money. So yeah. There's Squeeze 25 you all in there. people in the house. They all pay $700 in rent, but it's court-ordered, so, like, you have to. Yeah, you're getting your money. Yeah, but so then they fucking, they pull us all aside, and they go, well, whose fucking bag is this? And I was like, oh, shit, that's my bag. Like, what's the problem? You know what I mean? The dog hit it. And they're like, yeah, the dog hit on this. What the fuck's going on? I'm like, you can go through all of that. Like, there's definitely nothing in there. I could explain this. My dad lives in Ontario. His whole house is full of weed plants. I didn't have shit when I got out of jail. So I was like, hey, dad, 
Give me what you can. Yeah. Until I get some money so his from bag working. Had so the he smell. gave me a duffel bag and some clothes and shit, and it just soaked the smell into it enough to where the a dog... week later the dog's hitting on a bag that there's no drugs in it at all. Yeah. It just still smells like the weed from it being sitting on the floor next to fucking fifty weed plants. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's funny too, like, because I don't know about like meth and heroin and all that. Like, I've just had fun drugs. Yeah. So like, well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it is. And it's funny to talk to people who have never done any of those fun drugs. Mm -hmm. And like the way that like, I'm like, you don't know about that. Like, it's like, and then like you talk to somebody who's done the hard drugs and then I'm the like Mormon who's like, Oh, well I've never done this before. (laughs) You don't know heroin gets you sick. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say barbiturate? I don't even know what that, what, what the hell are we talking about? I think the only reason why, like, so first of all, I don't have like that big of an addictive personality similar to you. Yeah. But also I think the only reason I was able to like dabble with shit like that and not get like strung out is because my parents were into that shit. Yeah. So I always had like a, in the back of my mind, like I'm not going to be this. Yeah. Which I know weed's not going to lead to that. I know doing mushrooms on the weekends is not going to lead to that. But if I'm ever with the fucking homies that are smoking meth and I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to make a hard line that when I wake up the next day, You're not no matter what, I'm not doing it again. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a few months or whatever. At the time that I was fucking around with that shit, I'd always give myself like a hard rule like that just because of my own like internal fear of being that person who like started doing heroin and then two months later they can't live without it and they're stealing from all their friends and they're just like a piece of shit. Same thing with meth. They haven't slept in a fucking two weeks since the very first time they did it. They lost all this weight, got all this acne, got all these new charges. Yeah. It's it's funny to think of you as that person too because I only know you as like a very calm person who's like very reeled in. Like I think of you as like a dad and like a nice person and like not saying Drug addicts are not nice people. Yeah, I've met well, tons of nice drug addicts. Dads. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I think of you as like a nice family man who like works for his money, and like yeah. I think I think of you as like a functioning member of society. Yeah, for sure. So like it is, and like I have a I have a cousin like that who like spent 15 years in and out of prison and was a drug addict, and yeah. I didn't get to know him until after. So like he's a totally different guy. Totally different guy, yeah. and so like people had like would had told me all these preconceived notions. I trying to like tell me that he's this bad drug addict prison mm-hmm. guy and i'm like i like him that's how my grandpa is man i never knew my grandpa on my mom's side uh-huh. like i met him like three times my whole life as a like a kid growing up yeah and he did like uh i think 12 years in california prisons seven of it in san quentin and then when he tough. fucking yeah tough as tough, fuck yeah. bro and then so i'm hearing all these crazy stories of him like as i'm growing up and while i'm going through my stages of like thinking i'm fucking you know my own little fucking badass or whatever yeah and then when i finally start getting to spend a bunch of time with him is when he decided to he'd been on parole for 2 years i think mm-hmm. and he'd been clean for a full year and he decided to move to oregon from california to get away from all his fucking gang banging homies, yeah. all his fucking connects, all his dealers and everything, and just finally retire at like 68. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I was on the run at the time, like living under a fake name and shit in Oregon, when we started like hanging out 
regularly, like almost every day. And he's like the fucking coolest guy in my whole family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because he could relate to me on a different level than everybody else. But he had his shit together, which is different than everybody else. Yeah. And he had like all this wisdom and stuff. And I'm like, man, people had a different idea about you. And he's like, no, they didn't. Like back then I was that guy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, same thing. They're not wrong. Same thing. Know? Like I talked to like, my cousin like that. And it's just like, yeah, everyone tell, like told me that you were some piece of shit. And it's like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I used to fucking I I used to be a drug addict who would like rob people, like, you know, like that's yeah. what I used to do. And it's like, oh yeah, I mean, just being honest about it. Yeah, it's and, just weird that some people like completely turn it around like that, and then some people are like still fucking in their seventies, like gotta smoke meth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that street wisdom yeah. is different wisdom. Oh yeah, like, that's totally different. To to be honest, like being street smart to me, I think is more important than being like book smart. Well, especially because you can't teach fucking AI to be street smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can go to college for fucking 25 years to learn how to write a paper, and ChatGPT will do that shit just as good. What like, is can, that? I've, I've heard about it, and I don't know what it is. It's the most popular AI right now, but there's a bunch of them. The reason why that one's, like, so popular is because it does long-form writing. Oh, so you just give it uh, a topic and it writes you a paper? A prompt, yeah. It'll And you can, it's way crazier than that. Like, I could say, write me a paper about the Fridge Friends podcast in the style of Mark Twain using ambiamic pentameter from Shakespeare. Yeah. And then less than five minutes later, it'll come up with however many pages you told it to do. It'll all be in the fucking form that you told it to and the style of the person that you told it to. Yeah. And have no errors in it, so you don't need to edit it. So uh, I found... Somehow, I have an app I've been fucking with. It's not ChatGPT, but it's a similar thing, a text AI. Yeah, I saw you post that today. Yeah, well, my favorite it. thing is fucking with it. Yeah, yeah. Once <laughs> you figure with out... Asking like, about, like, if I'm allergic to cats, can I not have pussy or something? Yeah. Can I not eat well, pussy? It wants to answer you honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, yes, I would recommend staying away from cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I got on a Discord server for, like, a, a beta testing of an AI. Um, It makes art, mm-hmm. so you can just tell yeah. it. Yeah, Like, I, I did one, that. and it was like... Make like an ultra realistic like guy who just sur- survived the apocalypse on Mars holding these things in his hands and it like made me like the most beautiful painting yeah. of like this like I am legend looking guy like holding a rifle on Mars after the apocalypse happened and like the city's burned it like it gave me and it will do it in the style you want if yeah. you like give it to me in Salvador Dali style yeah. it's like going to give you abstract style yeah i fucked with a few different uh of those ai art apps this uh it's hard to see right now but on the middle of these three screens uh-huh. that little logo thing is Damn, a refrigerator with like outer space coming out of it yeah, yeah. i made that on an ai app really yeah it took me a long time to get it to make Hone the it one in. that i wanted because I can't, you give it a prompt and then it'll interpret it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then what I wanted was like a, a galaxy or the universe or whatever coming out of a refrigerator. Yeah. Which would have taken me like I'm an artist. I could probably do that, but it's gonna take me all day. Yeah. It does it in one minute. And it's probably and gonna do it gonna better. Use, yeah. And I'm just gonna use it for a little logo thing. Like I might as well fucking see what this thing could do. Yeah. Because I'm fascinated by it anyway. So I probably made. 25 30 different ones of that same prompt until it gave me one that i liked and then i just saved that one and then i went and edited it put fridge friends in there and shit and now i use it for my logo on a lot of shit that's fucking scary for like people who make art 
big time. Because it's well, like because it can ne- do way harder shit than that. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like that's a pretty simple one, and I was just like trying to see how many ways it could do it, so that way I'm not like let me draw a fridge this way, and then this way, and then this way, and then this way, and then yeah. pick one. I'll just be like, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. Oh, cool. Well, because like have you one. ever used Fiverr? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's Fiverr's done now. That's like, why instead people of paying are so people scared for logo design, GPT. instead of paying someone. $30 to design your logo, mm-hmm. you did it for free. Yeah. And it probably came out way cooler than what anyone was yeah. going to make for you. My argument for that, though, is that's the exact same thing as like Canva and all of the apps that you use for graphic design. Is that used to be a degree yeah. that you would get and spend a long time figuring out how to use like basic programming to adjust shit to make logos and to make banners and posters and flyers and all that shit. I taught myself how to do that but in with, like a with, weekend, bro. With Canva, though, you have to still do it and be creative. It's not doing yeah. it for you. So it's like... It, but if that, you're creative... That's the same argument for any job now because of YouTube. Yeah, like like working a trade, sure. like yeah. what you do. Yeah. It used to be you had to do it to not do it. Now, fucking Joe Dickhead, your next-door neighbor, can, can build whatever the fuck he wants yeah. in his garage or his backyard off of YouTube. Yeah, but hopefully he knows what he's doing or that shit's going to fall apart. Yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent. Like it's, it's the same thing as like when you give someone an IKEA thing. You're like, you you have the tools to build this. Yeah, but now it's build just it so it doesn't fall apart. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, not, yeah, that's true. If you don't actually know what you're doing, whereas like the text and the art thing is more of a subjective thing, where it's like a yeah. finished product is a creative thing. So once we've figured out how to make these computers, yeah, those don't do have a to creative thing. Those don't have to meet code. Yeah, one well, <laughs> yeah. they are what they are. Like yeah. there's no hidden shit to it. You know? Exactly. Unless the city like inspector's not gonna come look at your art. Maybe has some hidden shit. Yeah. But most art, you just look at it and that's what it is. Whereas like I could make a deck that looks real nice for the weekend. Yeah, for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, and then you have six like, people over instead yeah. of three and everyone's going down. Oh yeah. Unless <laughs> yeah. you know what what like Unless you understand the structural and, integrity yeah. of everything. Well yeah, and then yeah. there's the idea of like this is how it should work out. And then this is how it does work out. And yeah. That's what, like, takes some years to get. Just like uh, people thought that with YouTube, with mechanics shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, now everyone can fix their car. Yeah, they can. Mechanics aren't struggling, though. Yeah. That shit's still hard as fuck. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. There might be a it's video a matter... about to swap your transmission, but you're not doing that shit unless yeah. you're mechanically inclined. And also how many people, because, like, I've worked blue collar for a long time. I know mm. how to do a lot of things. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, I worked in... Apartment. I could yeah, take apart anything. Shit, and I property could, management. Wall. I could, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can do so much different stuff, but I don't want to. Yeah. Like, it's like when you do it for a living, you don't want to work on your own shit half the for time. For sure. Like, and I would get off work. Those guys, if they're like honed into one thing, are so much better at it than you and so much faster than you. Yeah. Like, like sheetrock, I can do that shit. Oh, yeah, I, I never g- want to do it ever. Exactly. I'm not very fast at it. I don't make it look as perfect as a guy who's been doing it for 10 years. Same. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? But I'll have someone else do that for me, for sure, because it's worth the money for me to pay an artisan to do it. Exactly. You know? Can I hang sheetrock? 100%. Do yeah. I want to? Fuck no. No, dude. I don't <laughs> want to breathe in all that fucking dust just to get the same result I would for like, here's $150. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? But people think the same thing about me when they're like, could I build a shed? Probably. 
But this guy will do it, and it'll be strong. And I it'll know it's going to look gonna... good. It'll be done this weekend. <laughs> yeah, know? it'll be done this weekend. That's a big one, too. I'm not going to start this project and then have my wife up my ass in the next six weeks because yeah. I, I didn't finish my YouTube shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with the chat GPT thing, though, is because like you were saying with Fiverr, yeah. like a big thing on there is copywriting, print writing, blogging, yeah. that type of shit. That takes a long time. Poetry, it can do any of that. It can do stand up. I would, well, I would. That's what I was about to say. Is do you think the AIs get funny? Uh, so I fu- the the one that you saw me like making fun of. Yeah, that's how I started making fun of it. it oh, it's because you were... I realized it doesn't really have the humor thing down. That's still coming. Yeah. So I realized that like it sees everything from a logical perspective, but you can trick it into doing stand up because what you tell it to do is go, give me a a stand up comedy bit. In the style of Jerry Seinfeld about Uber. And then it'll come up with something that he never said, but is in his cadence. And if you read What's in his voice. What's the deal voice, with Uber? Yeah, if, <laughs> if you read in his voice, it even kind of sounds like him. And some of them are like moderately funny, but it doesn't understand what humans think. Are, are you are you a Seinfeld either. fan? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like the show? Yeah. Genuinely? I, yeah. I watch it uh, even still. And it's usually like a, a go-to-bed thing. I actually have the Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee book right there. Damn. Yeah. I am not a Seinfeld fan. Yeah, a lot of comics aren't. I don't know what... I, I don't I don't want to be that contrarian guy who hates Seinfeld. Yeah. Because I love Curb. Yeah. I love Larry David. Well, Seinfeld is not Seinfeld without Larry David. Yes. I agree to that 100%. Because I'm a way bigger fan of the show Seinfeld. Than Jerry Seinfeld stand-up comedy. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, obviously, he's a master. Mm. He's a legend. I I would never deny that. I just yeah. I don't know. And I like clean he comedy. He has a way with words that is different than anybody. Yeah, else, where he's like, I'll pick apart this fucking subject that has, in most people's mind, maybe one or two things to make funny about it, and make a whole set. About all the funniest shit you could think of about it. Yeah. And it's observational clean, comedy. Yeah. Which is like, I, I don't know. I admire that a lot. I'm a huge Jim Gaffigan fan. Too. That's why I love Nate Bargatze. Yeah. You could watch a full Nate Bargatze special and not realize he's doing clean material. Yeah. Like the first time I watched the Tennessee kid on Netflix, have you ever watched that special? Yeah. 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 The first time I watched that, I didn't realize it was clean and yeah. I laughed my ass off. And then I turned it on with my buddy and we're watching it. And he's like, he's like, I didn't think you would like clean comedy. I'm like, he's not clean. And he's like, are you not listening? And I'm like, I wasn't even paying it. Like, he's, do, don't he's doing it. so good that I don't even I don't notice that, it. Like, without all the press behind it of, like, people always saying this is clean comedy, this is clean comedy, that you could say the same thing about Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. It's like, when you're watching the special, you're not thinking, oh, this is clean comedy or this is watered down or it's Have you ever heard event, stories about Jim know? Gaffigan? Oh, yeah, he's not he, like that. I heard he's a gnarly dude, yeah. <laughs> like, in real well, life. I heard him on uh, the Rogan podcast, and he was dropping F-bombs and fucking all Oh, really? I've never listened to any of his Rogans. Yeah, I think he was only on it once. As uh, far as I know, I mean, there's fucking a couple thousand of those episodes. Yeah. But I saw one episode of it, and he's, like, drinking, smoking a cigar, fucking... Yeah. Just, it's like, kind of like how everyone... with the boys, you know? Everyone looks at Saget as, like, America's dad. And his stand-up And if you watch his stand-up, it's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy's funny. See, well, I think there's something to be said about that, though, too, about, like, how we were talking about with kids living the dual life thing because your parents are, like, pretending that you're never going to drink, so yeah. it's not allowed or whatever. That I think that same thing is, like, when you have a fake public persona, 
He's like, look at fucking Bill Cosby. He was like the greatest co clean comedian of all time. He would freak out on other comedians for saying words that he thought didn't belong in stand-up comedy. And he would like start feuds with people over yeah. that shit. He would tell people that their career is going nowhere because they use the F word. Well, Eddie Murphy has a bit about that. Have you ever heard? Yeah. I think he was yeah, on they, Raw. They like beefed with each it other, might be on, And Eddie Murphy's doing the Cosby impression. And because Cosby's kid went to Eddie Murphy's show. And he calls me. He's like... What are you saying on the stage <laughs> at your shows? You're talking about pussies yeah. <laughs> or whatever he says. And like Eddie Murphy's just like, man, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he fucking fuck Bill Cosby. <laughs> he had like a beef going with him, and then he made it funny in a special to be like, see, like people laugh at this, and it sells fucking arenas too. At a time when nobody's doing it. Yeah, and, at a time where you could wear a fucking leather suit and everyone's going crazy yeah, about it. Yeah, but the thing is, is Eddie Murphy never had skeletons fall out of the closet. Because he put it all on the there's stage. Time. There's time. You know? Yeah. There's time. Yeah, that's true. We still got time. Yeah. Did you watch the new Eddie Murphy movie on Netflix? I did, you people. Yeah, did yeah. you like it? I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, the concept of it i feel like was a little forced and then they kind of like kept that going more than yeah. they had to for the movie yeah but the actors did a good job and there's a lot of fucking funny parts in that movie. yeah they're like, like the... when he's like what's the name of this song yeah <laughs> that shit's so funny dude yeah the uh in paris yeah that's yeah. yeah. somebody's in paris who was in paris who, who, who was, in? Yeah. Who was yeah. in paris <laughs> yeah yeah there was parts of that where it popped pretty good but yeah there was some lols too yeah, I like the Mike Epps cameo. Did you notice? Yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, when they're doing the, the yeah, and Mike, Andrew Schultz is Andrew Schultz is in it. Like, the vaccine makes you gay. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I listened to a couple flagrant episodes where Schultz was talking about like how bad of an actor he is, and he's yeah. like, dude, I get to work with my comedy hero, and I'm just a horrible actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I could see that with Schultz though. Because he hasn't done a lot of acting. Yeah. You know, he'll get there. Yeah. He's I'm... fucking... <clears throat> I'm a big Andrew Schultz fan. I've yeah, same. I've the fucking flagrant too. I've watched his stand-up and shit. And yeah. Then, like, he's branching stand-up out in a different way than a lot of people. Like, with the crowd yeah. work special, he recently just got, like, all of his boys to do fucking Fashion Week in Paris for Louis Vuitton. That shit's never Well, they got hired before. by Kid Super to do that, because Theo Vaughn went, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there was other other comics besides the flagrant ones too. Yeah. Like Stavros, which is fucking yeah. Stop, yeah. <laughs> Big old fat Stavi on the fucking. What, one thing about week. I was talking to one of my buddies about Stav, and I was like, I love Stav, but like one of the things that I makes me not like Stav is because I see so much of myself yeah. in Stav. It's like, fuck, like. He does all like some of the things that I like to do so much better than me. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, damn. Like, he's like pussy bragging, but he's like, look at me. I'm just like this fat, ugly guy, but like still doing well. And it's like, damn, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, and he's so he's so much like but fatter he's and ugly. Hard than me. into it. Like, yeah, at, that's the thing I've noticed with a lot of comics. Like, I'm a big Christopher Titus fan, and then like, did I you know, go when he was here? I didn't know. He was here. It was recently. just recently. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been able to go to any big shows like the last couple of years, honestly. The only big show I've gone to is I went to Burr to go see Nate. Yeah. But that was it. Well, and that's like a monumental thing for him to yeah. be able to yeah, do. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I would have gone to that show if it wasn't for Nate being on there. So. Yeah. Um. Well, I kind of fucked myself over, as you well know, spending a month on uh, 
staycation at jail. <laughs> <laughs> so that, like, fucking set me back financially for a little bit. Yeah. And then I'm on the fucking ropes with the parole and all that shit. So I've just been, like... Yeah. I have a pretty good line I gotta walk yeah. in order for shit to be, like, fully opened up this summer so yeah. I can travel and do stand-up and shit because yeah. if I, I'm at the point now where I can't fuck around with it, so I have to have everything in line so that I can say, hey, I'm going to do this this weekend, and you'll yeah. be like, yeah, cool, no problem. Yeah. Everything's paid up, you've proved that you're not fucking around, you know? Whereas, it, like, before all that shit happened, I was at that point where I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking go to Oregon and do a show. No problem. I'll go to fucking Salt Lake and see a comedy show. Or I can yeah. spend an extra 150 bucks this weekend to do this. And I don't have someone, like, going over the books like, hey, bud, I mean, you had the money, but I tell you where you can spend your money. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's struggle. It's stupid as fuck. Like, right now, I have a job that I should have quit a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But just you, you because kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, because technically, I'm not allowed to do contractor work without my LLC mm-hmm. through the parole department. And then they have to sign off on it. But they won't until I do that two weeks. So, I'm, like, playing this stupid game. Cat and mouse game. also a part of my stipulations is I have to have a W-2, like, full-time employment. Yeah. So I'm doing contractor work that's making me way more money than this stupid job. So yeah. I don't want to be doing it or giving up my nights that I should be doing. But you have to because do it court mandated. Well, because on paper I have to be working somewhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if I don't have an LLC, I can't just tell them, "Hey, I did this for fucking." Does your PO listen to this? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know the fucking deal, dude. I pay I pay the dues. Yeah. And it's not like they can say you can't do this side job for 1500 bucks and it's 2 days of work. They're not going to say no, don't do that, but I can't only do that. Yeah. Unless I have an LLC. And once they sign off on it, then I'm self-employed again and I don't have to I'm back to where I was before yeah. where I don't have to jump through their hoops. I just send them a report saying, hey, here's the fucking money I made. I paid this to the courts. I paid this to you. I fucking am doing my shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas right now, is like, I have to have another employer yeah. until they sign off on my shit, and they won't sign off on it until I do that two weeks, and I'm kind of dragging my feet on that because I don't know when I want to do it yet. Well, and they gave me a whole year to do it, so it's fucking shit February. Like, shit like, like this makes sense for, like, some guy who's a drug addict and is on parole and, like, needs the structure. Yeah. But, like, it sucks when it's just, like, a normal dude who's kind of victim of circumstances. That's the main problem with the legal system is that it's a one-size-fits-all thing. Yeah. But that's also why I'm pretty understanding of it, too, is because I've been the guy trying to, like, get away with shit and hide shit from them. Yeah. And I know, like, why shit is the way it is. Yeah. It's like they have me on this stupid, like, text-in every day to see if you have to do UA's thing. And, like, that's annoying as fuck. Yeah. But I also know that if it wasn't a lab test, if it wasn't a random everyday thing, that you just do drugs and cheat. Yeah. Like, a way you know, like, I did that for years. Yeah. So I get why it's like that, even though it doesn't affect me the same way because I'm not fucking around now. Yeah. But, like, the same thing with my blower thing in my car. Like, I've been drinking five years. Do I need to pay $100 a month for that and blow in it to start my car and on the freeway and no. whatever the fuck it says to? Like, no. You need to blow it on the freeway? It's randomly timed 
while so you have you're to driving pull over the car. And just... No, yeah, it's going to shut your car off if you don't blow in it. So it happens to be on the freeway all the time because it's like every 10 minutes or so. It just beeps, and whenever it beeps, you got to blow in it to prove that you didn't just have someone else start your car and then let you get in it. Which is a fucking double negative anyway. You just have the guy in the car. He can just keep blowing it. Well, it doesn't work that way anyway because they have cameras now. So I have a, a oh, fisheye really? camera mounted to my windshield. My work truck that, has that, yeah. Yeah, but it, it triggers it every time that thing triggers. And then it takes a picture and sends it to the place that operates my my. Yeah, so you device. know that someone else didn't blow it for you. Yeah. Yeah, or at least I can prove that someone else didn't. But since it's not like a real-time thing where they can like monitor everyone's car that has that in it, yeah. it also has the timed thing where it's like every 10 yeah, minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's not real-time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every 10 minutes prove that you're not drunk. And so that's a whole other thing that I definitely don't need because I haven't drank in five years, let alone drink and drive. Yeah. But I've also been before this stretch, like between the first time I went to prison and the second time, I wouldn't have gone the second time if I wouldn't have been drinking the whole time I was on parole. Like, <laughs> yeah. I went the second time for a DUI when I was on parole already. Yeah. So, like, clearly a bunch of people need that shit. Yeah. And I get that you can't believe that I don't because I'm pretty good at lying. <laughs> I did it before, <laughs> and you never caught me for drinking until I literally got another felony DUI. Yeah. So, like, some people do need that, and it was a harsh thing because they gave me 10 years of that. Which is crazy as fuck. Such a Usually funny thing to say, too. Because I'm good at lying. I've said that before. <laughs> I've said that in, like, the worst situations, too. Like, well, I on... lived under a fake name for five years. Like, I'm good at lying. Yeah. Like, I've said, <laughs> I've said it, like, I'm pretty good at lying. I've said it, like, on a date. Yeah. And then didn't realize that I just shot myself in the foot. And then now it's like, oh, so now you're just lying and you're good at it. So I don't know when you're lying. And it's like. Oh, fuck. I didn't I, mean it like I, that. I, if I was going to lie to you, babe, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah, babe. I, babe, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and that's where the good And I'm lying fucking lying right through in. my teeth yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. You're lying about not lying. You're just living on a web of lies. No, like when I was in high school, I was with this girl. And she was like wasn't fun to be around. And all my friends hated her. Right? Uh-huh. But I was still into it. Uh, so sometimes I would want to just have the fucking day with the boys. Yeah. And not hang out with her or whatever. One of the days I did that was her birthday. And yeah, I forgot her birthday. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit that shit, right? Yeah. I forgot it was her birthday. But I purposely like didn't call her all day and didn't answer the phone and shit because I didn't know it was her birthday, but I was trying to have a day with the fellas, you know what I yeah. mean? And I throw a party at my house, we're all fucking raging and shit. And she shows up like that night, pissed. Yeah. I haven't talked to her all day on her birthday. And then improved it up like, hey. I threw this huge party for you. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise. Why did you not show up earlier? I was starting to get mad at you. (laughs) That was probably a time too where you didn't. Look at all this work I did. You probably didn't have cell phones back then. No, yeah. So it's like. It was easy to flip the whole thing in that one minute to just be like, you're kind of fucked up for like not coming. Yeah. Like I'm your boyfriend. What were you doing all day on your birthday? I called the house phone. No (laughs) one answered. My my carrier pigeon didn't get there. (laughs) But. I think people that, like, mature out of that type of shit and are, like, honest, real dudes yeah, are happy to say the things that they, like, did wrong. They're oh, not going to yeah. be, be ashamed of being like, oh, I did this or I did that. Because similar to what we were talking about with the Eddie Murphy versus Cosby thing is, like, if you got nothing to hide, you'll just say it all. Yeah. Like, I've, you get I've, to I've, a point where you don't give a fuck anymore and you just say it all because the 
the bad perceptions that people are going to have of me, I already did the worst shit I'm going to do. Yeah, I have a like, whole... I've already been that guy. I'm I have a whole bit about now, that. You know? About... I have a whole bit about... It's if you're not a racist, you don't have to say that you're not racist. Yeah. Like so many people <laughs> yeah. nowadays explain how unracist they are. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're not a racist, no one's going to accuse you of being a racist. Yeah. And you don't need anyone to co-sign yeah. that either. Just don't like, act like I a racist. Have so many black friends. You're like, that's no, part of my bit. No one with black friends says that. That's part of my <laughs> yeah, bit. Just... It comes from a real story where um, I went on a, a movie date with this chick and we went and saw the Halloween movie. You probably see me do this bit. And uh, it was like, Two years ago, I mean, mm. they make a fucking Halloween movie every year for yeah. Michael Myers. Yeah. And in the movie, there's a gay couple, mm-hmm. and one they're both named John, and they call one of them Big John. In the movie, in or the in movie, the audience, in the movie. Oh, okay. And after the movie, we're like talking about what we like in the movie, and she's she's like, I just thought it was weird that they like mentioned um like a Mark Twain reference, and I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Big John. And she's thinking of the adventures of Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> yeah. And there's He's a character named John. His name is N-word Jim. Yeah. That's what Mark Twain yeah. called. And I'm like, that's what you're thinking of. And she goes into like this fluster of like, I'm not a fucking racist. I would never. And it's like, no, I don't think you're a racist. You just made yeah. a mistake. You thought the character's name was Big John. I'm not saying that you're saying the N-word. Yeah. I don't think you're a racist human being. Yeah. I'm just I correct. Think, I'm think correcting maybe you. You're confusing like the Green Mile and mark twain yeah yeah (laughs) i'm not saying you're racist maybe you're a fucking idiot who tried to sound smart and totally failed and you didn't think that i had read the adventures of huckleberry finn yeah you were thinking the big dumb idiot didn't know mark twain read the adventures of huckleberry finn and now that book is different I think it is. <laughs> I think they I have said. changed it. They whitewashed the name out of it. But yeah, this chick so was older than me. They so don't have to feel bad about history or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's like the whole premise of the bit is like, I started with like, if you're not racist, you don't have to explain that. And then I go into all that. And she, like, I say how you were like, uh, I have black friends. Mm-hmm. That's like the end of the bit is like her explaining like, uh, my first boyfriend was black. Well, he was half, and like Cardi B's my number one played on Spotify. Like, <laughs> yeah. like explaining Just how unracist you are. Yeah, like telling like... me it's like, no one thought you were racist. Yeah, you just went on this whole rant about how you're not. Like you didn't have to do that. Yeah. You could have just been like, oh, fuck yeah, that's not the character's name. Ah, oh, whatever. Well, and, and who in, cares? In interrogators and detectives, no, that's a huge tell. Of somebody who's trying to backpedal out of a situation. Yeah. And, what, and you're like, like no, 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 no. I know I said I wasn't there, but like, actually, I just stopped by and like, you know. Like, have you ever seen that video of, um, I think it's like First 48 or it's like some. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the guy's like, they're asking him about this guy that he's in there because someone got killed. Mm-hmm. And they're asking him questions about it and like telling him like, you killed this person. And he's like, so in the zone in his story. He's like, man, I didn't even kill that guy. I killed his brother. And they were like, they were like, just they were just like what? And he's like, yeah, you're telling me I killed him. I didn't kill him. I killed someone else. And they're like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, now yeah. you're fucked for killing. Good enough. Like, <laughs> but he's we'll just, deal with this case after you're already He's just so like, stern. I'm like, I didn't kill that guy. Fucking killed somebody. Else. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't want to admit his lie. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's willing to admit to a murder before he. Yeah. Well, he's, he's qualifying his first statement and not realizing that he's just <laughs> throwing himself under the bus. For Dude, the that statement. show is fucking wild. Yeah. Like, the first 48 is yeah. like proof that none of your friends are solid. Yeah. So that show is. So, like... dude, I went to I went to high school with a guy that was on uh, America's Most Wanted. Oh damn. Yeah. So I played football freshman year. 
like on the show as a most wanted yes dude? oh that's wild so shit. um he was full-on like gangbang because i grew up right outside LA. la yeah um full-on gangbang he was like by sophomore year of high school he's fully tatted up mm. and i love the dude he was nice to me we got along really well like he was even like buddies with my dad like he was a yeah. cool kid but he's probably in a, a white gang I just no no, no he's a black guy oh okay yeah black guy uh he was he was a crip and I think it was junior or senior in high school. He was gone for a while, and he ended up he killed a couple people, and was on the run when he was in high school. Yeah, damn. And uh, some gang related shooting, and they found him in like Vegas or something, mm. and he was underage still, so they had to blur his face. Yeah. And our football coach was watching the show and recognized one of his tattoos yeah. as they were like handcuffing him. And he like pulls me aside the next day at school, and he's like, "Come in my classroom." Because like, you guys were friends. No, this was uh, the the coach. Yeah, yeah. The coach yeah. knew you guys were friends, so he's like, "Hey, let well, me he just show knew we you played this. together." Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay. he's just like, I was like the first person he saw that day. I was just yeah. walking down the hallway. He's like, "Hey, Tyler, come here. I need you to look at this." And he had like recorded it on like a. He's like an old guy, so he's like, "I recorded yeah. America's Most Wanted last night. I need you to look at this." Yeah. And he's like, "He's like, is this?" You, I don't want to say the guy's name. He's mm-hmm. like, is this, you know, whose tattoos? And I'm like, yeah, that's for sure his tattoos. Oh, I'm like, where did you get this video? He's like, this is America's Most Wanted. That's crazy. Like, oh, that's fuck. why he hasn't been at school for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucking on the road. Yeah, and then he ended up being on a Netflix show for people who were convicted because he was tried as an adult. It was like this show for like people who were tried as adults as minors. Oh, and dude. it was like he was like trying to get yeah, his sentence. There's short. only a few crimes that'll happen to you, but like multiple homicides. That's yeah, funny. that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. But uh, you know, Tom Segura worked on that show. American yeah, yeah. I, I uh, did he talk about it in his book? He did. Yeah. Yeah. You read that book? Yeah. Did you read the whole thing? Yeah. I'm like halfway through it right now. I listen to it on audiobook, but yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. he and he reads the audiobook, which is cool. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. I bought it and I'm like halfway through it right now. The reason why I'm in a lull is because I'm halfway through it and a lot of that shit I know from his stand up his podcast. That was my problem. Bitch, dude. When I was listening to the book, I was driving um back to LA for Thanksgiving last year i think it was what i was driving home for something it might have been in the summer because i had shows during the summer i went back home for and i had 13 hour drive so i was like mm. oh, i'm just gonna it's like a 13 hour read so yeah. i'll just play the book on my way home and like a couple hours into the drive i was like when am i gonna learn something that i didn't know about him <laughs> yeah. i already know all of this i'm halfway through the book and there's like he goes more in depth obviously yeah he's not like trying to get laugh 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 yeah but all of the big stories that i've heard so far are from his stand-up or his podcast, which I'm, I'm a big fan. So I've listened yeah. to all his specials. I've listened to fucking yeah, your mom's I, I, his house, whole catalog. Bears, yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking Tom Talks and all that shit. Like, so it's like maybe that's which I get. Like, you only have so many stories. Probably reaching a new audience but too. The book I thought would be a totally different thing. Man. Yeah. What's it called? It's. I like to play alone. I like to play alone. Yeah, yeah, because it's that story about his kid. Mm-hmm. Wanted to play alone, yeah. yeah. But no, it's a good book. Yeah, we're uh, almost two hours in. Are we? Yeah, like uh, over an hour fifty minutes. We, yeah, we can go. <laughs> That's pretty. Is that long? It's it's good. I mean, I uh, I usually go around an hour, but I've had a few that fucking have been two hours. One of them was almost three hours. I never try to like 
<clears throat> put constraints on it or anything. We didn't have any lulls in there. I thought that we kept it moving. No, yeah, there was, Two hours there was of good definitely talking. no dead air. There were some fucking funny jokes. I yeah. feel like we got some good stories out of each other. Sweet. I definitely got to know you better, which is cool as fuck. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of the coolest thing about like doing pods with like other local people is like these aren't conversations that we might have at like a mic or something. Yeah, well, because like we might hang out here and there. But we're not fucking hanging out for two hours, just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, or at least we haven't. Yeah. So it's yeah. always cool to be able to do that and then, like, get to know each other better. Yeah. And we end up in these conversations because you're just keeping the conversation going that you probably wouldn't get into just in, like, passing talk or talking about the show or trying to fucking be the funniest dude smoking cigarettes or yeah. whatever. Like. And it is to, like, you and I both talk about our personal lives in our material mm-hmm. too so i do i did feel like i knew you a lot better yeah I, I, I learned a bit a lot about you today too but it's yeah. like there's so much more to divulge into oh yeah for sure because it's like but I, I also i at first i didn't do that at all in stand-up and then once i started doing it it's just like so much more comfortable to be like i'm just gonna put shit out there yeah. That's like, because that's who I am. You know what I mean? And then people remember that too. Yeah. And they feel like you're like getting to know them while you're up there and you're being vulnerable. Yeah. Well, and like, like one of the, <clears throat> some of the funniest things I think I have in my own head are just like experiences that I've had with my friends or my family. Yeah. Definitely. So it's like, I don't even need to write this stuff. It's just there. Yeah. One, well, it's not like you're trying to like force something or like come up with something that's yeah. funny because they know. You wouldn't be saying that shit if it wasn't real. Yeah, you like just... some of the shit that I say, like there's no way someone would make that up about themselves. Yeah, They'd just be like, hey, let me tell a group of people this. Well, <laughs> and like, you, we look like the things we're talking about. Like when you're talking about like going to prison or doing drugs, it's like you're a guy with tattoos and like yeah. you're you look the part. When I'm talking about like my family being white trash or like all the stuff I have like about me being like growing up in like a conservative family and stuff like that, it's like. Yeah, I look like that. Yeah. No one's going to be like, yeah. huh, we don't yeah, believe I'm that. I'm struggling with that shit right now because, like, when I grew up, I was, like, moving every fucking year, trailer trash, living in trailer parks and shit, and I would do, like, anything not to look that part as a kid. Like, yeah. Like, my fucking girlfriend's parents would drop me off, and I'd be like, oh, you got to drop me off at the pool at this neighborhood down the street. Yeah. My, my little brother's at the pool and I got to walk him home. So they don't know I live in the trailer park. Yeah. Well, now my oldest son, who has, I built a much better life for him. He lives in the fucking suburbs. He's gone to the same school. Yeah, the you have a beautiful time. house, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. But he's got a fucking mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't let me cut it. Yeah. Right? And I've been like every weekend telling him, like, I a, dude. I had a mullet when I first started coming around doing stand up. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a look now, yeah. but to me, I'm like, it's the opposite of what I was doing, where he's like epitomizing the white trash look, and yeah. I'm like trying really hard not to be white trash. Well, we kind of wear it as like a badge of honor now. Yeah. Because well, we, we made it out. Yeah. If and you're still, still like, yeah, like out the mud type of thing. If you're you know? still li- trailer trash, if like you're a toothless guy living in a trailer, you're not going to be like trailer trailer like you're not gonna want to I talk mean, about though. it like you, we you earned that yeah it's a he badge of honor earn that <laughs> yeah he did earn if he's it. gonna keep that haircut i'm gonna stop going to work dude like, he's fucking he's, a, he's appropriating our fucking culture yeah, dude. dude i don't i'm not like <laughs> day drinking and fucking yeah. <laughs> blowing mess smoking the fucking yeah. nursery and shit Come you know on, what dude maybe we need to teach him a lesson yeah, yeah. I think, 
Maybe we do need to go blow meth smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The longer that bullet gets, like the shittier of a father I'm going to start being. (laughs) Just don't pick him up from school one day. Yeah. And make him walk. Yeah. And then when he gets home, like, what the heck, Dad? Where were you? It's like, welcome to the real world. Just plant some weed in his bag and they can like... (laughs) Get him him expelled from school. I'm like, you want to look like that, dude? You're doing some time. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to grow up like your dad did. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. I don't know. Sweet. Kids are fun though. Yeah. You're a father too, right? Nope. Oh, really? I thought you I'm were. not married. I don't have kids. Nope. Huh. Nothing. See, I thought you had a kid. Nope. I'm 20, 27 with no kids. Nothing. Oh, yeah, man. Future's ahead of you. I'm living, living the dream with no kids. That's legit. You got plenty of free time. You don't have to put all of your fun stuff inside a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep the fucking kids away from it. Yeah. Uh, I keep mine right there on the on the counter. <laughs> this, uh... This podcast isn't going to come out till the second week of March. Okay. But I always like to give my guests opportunity to like promote and plug anything they want, social media, upcoming shows. So the next four weeks of shit is going to be over. Yeah, I mean, just out, but come to the Riff every second Friday of the year, the Mad Suite downtown. Um, yeah, I mean, out. I have other stuff. Blue City Comedy. Blue City Comedy, Mad <clears throat> Suite. Thanks for for letting us do it there. Um, yeah, I got other stuff coming up, but whatever. Just come to the Riff. Well, and where can people find out about upcoming shows? Uh, follow, follow me you. on Instagram, at Wolfie with two Ys. Um, I post everything there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And spelled Wolf, just like Josh Wolf and Jake Wolf. He's fucking coming for you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and YouTube, uh, TylerWolf.comedy. I'm oh, posting yeah. material there, so yeah. go give that a sub. and Yeah, give him a follow, guys, and check out the Riff show. He's always got funny-ass people on it. If you're local and you're listening to the podcast, uh, as far as me, you guys know, but if you're new, jkmartin.com for all my upcoming shows, dates, links to the podcast, links to social media. And if you want to be a guest on the show or you got any questions or comments about the show, fridgefriendspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a fun-ass episode. If you made it this far through it, you're a soldier, so hit the subscribe button. I got way more viewers and subscribers. What <laughs> the fuck, guys? Log into the account. And hit the subscribe button. Have a beautiful evening, everybody. We did it. Hell yeah. That was a good ass one. Yeah, I didn't mean to go.